commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. Shalom, the bright center of the galaxy. I'm Grace Kondak, and you're listening to Cork World News, your holy news show for in-depth coverage and analysis of the latest stories from around the galaxy. Welcome to another Pillars of Star Wars special, Droids. But first, Lego Star Wars holiday special coming this lifetime, November 17th. Now be house, Ben Adam, to discuss. Thank you, Grex. Um, excited for another Pillars episode today. We're going to get into droids um, and had a lot of fun prepping for this one. So can't wait to do it. But um, uh, what did you two think about this Life Day announcement via Lego? This is a wild move. I kind of love it. I well, uh, as as our resident uh, original holiday special fan, I guess I'll, I'll take this. Okay. Uh, right. I and I and I mean fan literally. It's not ironic fandom. It started out as irony, and now I just weirdly I'm actually enjoy it. Yeah. No, I mean uh, I I think I'd seen it when I was a kid, but uh, yeah, that was when we we did a Life Day episode for those that don't um, compulsively listen to us. And uh, it was yeah last uh, last November it right was transformative. Uh, the, it was. I think it was the November before. I think it was it's because it was two, I don't think it was this. Oh yeah, God. I think it was two November before. We've been doing this for yeah. a while, guys. But it's uh yeah if you listen in it's it's you can uh, view it you can sync it up on YouTube the old holiday special and listen to our listen to to, to Ben and Grant experience the wonder of the holiday special for the first time. Yeah, yeah. we just I'm did it in time. real time. We did like yeah. a live taping and just talked over it. Um, yeah. yeah, a little commentary. So, section yeah. yeah little mst3k sort of style uh yeah. and it was mostly grant and i losing our minds i i, I had totally forgotten all of it but yeah. I, I was really impressed on how good it was actually i it, i don't know I it's it. super kitschy it's just a perfect time capsule of like the late 19 late 1970s tv in a way that like it's almost the exact opposite of the original star wars was the original star wars is groundbreaking it reinvented film the holiday special perfectly encapsulates 1978 tv by literally by all the guest stars and the way it's shot and the makeup, the makeup's amazing. Um, so I do enjoy it. I've watched it a lot, pretty much once a year. I have it on mostly in the background. While I'm doing stuff. I really don't sit down and rewatch it every year, but I'm very happy to see that they're doing something now. I'm like, why not do another holiday special? I love the idea of life day. Um, it's, it's going to recanonize life day, which I think has been in a couple of things now or mentioned indirectly, yeah. but I don't know if it's been named specifically yet. Um, the Lego Star Wars stuff is very, very popular. I haven't engaged too much with it, but it is a huge part of the fandom. Um, I do like Legos in general, actually build a lot of Star Wars Legos. I don't really watch, play the games or watch the shows all that much. Um, there are a couple things in the description, uh, that make me somewhat nervous, but I will talk about that, uh, momentarily. What do you guys think? Oh, I I mean, I love the Lego movies, the Lord and Miller movies, and I just love Mm -hmm. the tone. And the parody of the, the Lego films, the Star Wars kind of films, the the shorts on Netflix and things like that. Like, I love the tone. I feel like it's it is parody, but it feels just as adventurous and epic as the films. Like, they never really slow down on the breakneck journey of Star Wars. I love that they kind of fulfill that quality as well. So, I love Lego. I love the Lego storytelling. I'm expecting it to be lighter and kind of more jubilant yeah. than the horror show that is the original. <laughs> um, <laughs> holiday special but um i hope we do see a return we do see some characters return like i wouldn't mind seeing chewie's family back in the mix yeah. uh possibly as like the central focus again like i welcome that but to, i feel like they're really going to go through each film right you probably have more more details on this adam where the, they're probably going through each film throughout all the saga films 
it's, changing little bits of reality there and, and yeah, doing based fun stuff on, time. Yeah, based on the really short press release that Star Wars did, at times it reads like they're actually trying to make this thing canon because, as we know, Star Wars is obsessed with canon. Yeah. And it seems to be like this is going to take place right or after Episode Nine. Uh, BB-8 and Ray are on a mission to go look more, look up more Jedi artifact things, which is kind of fun. And apparently, something happens, and they're in a cross-time adventure. So it looks like it's going to be. I knew it. I knew they were going to play with time. Yeah. yeah. Which again, that's the thing that kind of freaks me out. But again, I'm. It's a Lego special. It's so fine. I'm not like that. Jedi fine. temple relic leads yeah. Ray so on a journey through time. There's pictures of of seeing. Um, uh, you know, various Jedi and Mace Windu. So it seems like they're actually, there's a picture. It looks like um, Lego Mace Windu fighting Sith troopers. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, sign me up. I'm there for that. I yeah. think we're there for that. A lot of now. like random, like, wouldn't it be funny if these two characters across time were brought together, which is exactly what we need. So it's going to be fun and wacky. And I'm sure there's going to be tons of inside jokes about the original holiday special. And, and it's, it's going to be great. I just wish we get um, a musical number by whatever the 2020 equivalent of Jefferson Starship is, which I don't know. Chain smokers? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. But... Uh, I welcome whatever they do. I'm excited for uh, for this. Uh, It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, Paul there, there's other week? entertainment news, I think, right? There's a casting news we heard recently. Oh, yeah, there's some casting and or uh, news. Uh, the big news is that they've 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 talked about casting and or again for the first time in a while. Right. They've been kind yeah. of quiet on it. Uh, they said it is delayed, but it's going to be rolling forward, I think, in the next month or so. It looks like they might start wow. start some of it. And, um, you know, the thoughts are we'll probably um, see it sometime end of next year is, is, right. is the concern is the, you know, is the hopeful guess probably sometime 2022. Um, so last time we heard about it, I think Tony Gilroy was signed on to I don't know, what rewrite it and active showrunner or something. Yeah. I yes, think that was right. the last time I heard about it. And it looks like it's kind of moving forward to their they're re, they're starting to bring in more cast. They might actually start to be shooting and through casting. Um, they just casted. Uh, they just cast. Um, where was it? I had it up and I lost it. I'm sure they're going to use the the volume for time for yeah. production tools that they've been developing. Oh, there and we go. Shoot it indoors, possibly with a you know minimal people on set. Yeah, I mean, sets, things like that. Yeah, they shoot all this stuff, but they can shoot it all. You know, second unit, do that stuff, fill in here and there what they can shoot now. And then anything that's more advanced, you know, hopefully things will be a little safer next year and they can fill in some of those bigger crowd scenes or whatever they need to do. But, um, yeah, they just cast uh, Adria uh, Ahona, I think is her name um, or Hona. don't know a lot about her. She was in Pacific Rim Uprising. She's in the upcoming Morbius film starring um, everyone's favorite Joker. The Jared Leto. Yeah. Um, All right. <laughs> hopefully everyone got that with sarcasm. Uh, and um, But uh, all they said is that she's a major cast, major casting. She's a major character. That's all we got. So could be a relative, could be someone in the Rebel Alliance, could be an Imperial, could be literally anything. I want Mama Andor being the original spy and casting just taking after her. And I want a little bit of that story before him. That might be yeah. interesting. They could definitely do flashbacks. That's interesting. That would yeah. be cool. But I, I could see her as just another member of the Rebel Alliance, like you're saying. It's here as a possible relative, possible contact. But um, yeah, I mean, who knows? She could be an Imperial, probably not. 
We just don't know. Like every time I've tried to call it on a casting, you know, they're showing a, whatever casting news comes out. I, I, I get it wrong. I feel like it's, I'll say someone's a rebel and they're an imperial. Yeah. I know. Someone's Same an here. imperial and they're a rebel. I'm like, uh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that at all. The only one we ever got right was, uh, what's his name who played, uh, Grand Admiral Pride. Oh yeah, yeah, we knew he was imperial. General Pride. Like that guy's like you look at it like, yeah, that's an Imperial. And that's like the only time we're like, yep, that's definitely an Imperial. Yeah. It was interesting timing that uh Diego Luna sort of like got a little press about being like, Oh no, I'm cool with the delay, it's fine. Like a week ago, and then like now they're like, Oh, here's some casting news, you know what? Like let's let's throw something. People still want this show, like we should yeah. throw some information out there. So yeah, I'm mostly just like whatever. I'm sure she's gonna be a fantastic addition to the cast. Um, I'm just glad that there's some traction on this. Yep. I was just thinking the other day, I was talking to um, another friend and um, they're getting better at testing now for like COVID and stuff. But it's like it would make sense that Hollywood should just create like mini bubbles for sets, yes. you know, for production sets and just like test everyone every day. No one's allowed off campus. Yep. You know, just put them all in the same place and just bang out the thing. I mean, just, it w- wouldn't be the luxury that most like lead lead roles would I- enjoy, but when you're on these shooting schedules, it's like 16 hour days. So, um, 16 to 20 hour days, a lot of Providing times. So bed on set, it actually makes perfect sense. I was going to say, yeah. isn't that with how, I, long that's, you work, with how long you work? Yeah. yeah somebody who's getting it. on average four hours of sleep in a row at night. Like to me, the idea of doing that and then having to drive home or even to have someone drive me home, oh, I would much same. rather be like, can you just have a cot for me and I'll just sleep here. And like, yeah. just, yeah. you know, granted it'd be hard with your family, whatever, everything else, but you know, Hollywood has all of the money in the world. Disney has even more of the money somehow that math doesn't work, but they somehow have more money than all of Hollywood combined. Like you right. can do this, right? You can on these big budget items when you're spending $10 million an episode, eke out whatever you need to keep a bubble in place, keep everyone comfortable, happy. You bring in plenty of entertainment, you bring in good food, right? You just do it. You make it like a fun campus, fun experience. We're all in this together and we're going to do this in for a few weeks. And then you go home and you, you get your pay. Like, I think, I think people would be I, like someone like you McGregor for certain. I think you McGregor would be totally down for this. Just well, to be able to movie is the one movie. I suspect it is. It's a lot of what we want by himself. You know, just wandering yeah. the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a short step from what the production style is already. You know, maybe they put all the lead, you know, lead actors or actors in one hotel, like nice hotel and the crew in another one. That's fine. And, uh, you know, and then yeah. and then just go for it. I mean, other than that, it's like they're already paying for all their meals or paying for all their travel. They wouldn't actually they'd save on travel expenses. Yeah. You know, cases. And yeah, I mean, you could very easily just rent out an entire hotel. Right. Because right. hotels are hurting right now. They're going to want to do that. You just give the stars the penthouse and the presidential suites and the upper floors. And you give the, you know, you give the, you give everyone else the nice, they're still nice rooms. We rent out like yeah. a Hilton or something, but it's just good for everyone. And if, if like professional sports have taught us anything in the past four weeks, it's the only thing that works are bubbles. Yeah. MLB is not doing a bubble and that is not going awesome in a lot of ways. And so far NBA is doing a full bubble. It's, it's super weird, but uh, at the same time, it's there weird. haven't really been any outbreaks yet. So like you just gotta, you gotta bubble yeah. it. In a lot of ways, it's the safest place in the world right now. You know, they're yeah. they're at their resort in Disney World all by themselves, swimming, playing games, you know, not I mean, they, yeah. they wear masks when they're around, I think, the staff. Yeah, because they're not technically bubbled, but um, but they're getting tested all the time and they're living their best life. You know, I, I want to go hang. I wish I know I'm so I, jealous I, of that. I wish we could all be in the same room doing this I know. Uh, podcast right now. Like, well, we, like we guys, got. if this goes any longer, we may need to consider going in on a on a on a like a house or something. OK, <laughs> Star, Wars, Star Wars, Core World News, Star COVID Cantina. 
Nice. Yeah, We're keeping an eye on uh, Point of Pines. We can get a nice place right on the ocean. Yeah. Nice. Guys. We already saw two families get in. All right. Anyways, that's enough COVID sidetrack. We try to avoid that stuff here. But um, I, I'm just hopeful for new programming. They're going to find, you know, Lucasfilm's going to find ways to make these productions happen. It'd be really great to get some new content from them. And I'm sure they want to have it on, uh, on Disney+. Plus. Totally. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, a great adventure took place. Alright, welcome to another Pillars special. This is Droids. Covering all things droids this week. Uh, we picked our top three favorite droids. I think we could have easily picked our top ten. And we could have you know, made lists even bigger than that. But I think... A rapidly on a light speed round at the end of this covering our top three will be fun. But to start, let's just talk about droids in general. Droids are the robots and automatons of the Star Wars galaxy. They perform many duties and functions around the galaxy. If you can think of it, there's a droid for it. Like, there's culinary droids, there's protocol droids, there's security droids, there's medical droids. We have everything. Everything you can think of that's a profession, occupation, a skill set, uh, an index of knowledge, there's a droid for it, right? And so... That's a big thing, but um, I just want to jump into it. Like, what did you guys do for research this week? Like, what did you guys think of when oh. we talked about oh, doing droids? Oh, wow. Like, what do we, what do we all think right. of doing? Okay, all right. Teachers, well, please give me homework. Call me straight out the carpet. You know what I did? I thought about what droids I liked. Done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Unlike Slacker Adam, I actually <laughs> dug in on this one and uh, and did at least – I did literally minutes of research. Um but uh, and it, you might have heard of it. It's called Wikipedia. But there's actually I found like fascinating, fascinating things on there. One thing I never thought about. They're like, no one knows where the first who the first droid was or when there was a first like, companion in the galaxy. Right. That's I pretty cool. a thousand realizations with only just a couple of hours of research. I was like, oh, right. I really don't, didn't think about droids in this way and regarding you know, the history of science fiction, and all this kind of stuff. And then. Now picking our top three, I kind of brought that into the mix and thinking about what they've done with droids thus far since the you know uh, 1977, and uh, I, I it's it's so fascinating. Droids really are, I think, one yeah. of the most fascinating elements of Star Wars. They've and also, as a storyteller, you need droids in your movie. I think uh, they're essential companions, essential right. allies, and enemies if you want in your. Story. We, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I mean, they're like so they're perfect plot devices. Yeah, they, they can change the, a plot in a minute. They, oh, they yeah. Have, yeah, I, I so yeah. I kind of came to this realization that they aren't these kind of like, you know, there aren't these hard science fiction elements that represent, you know, ethics and technology and our fear of, you know, technology or anything like that. They, they do. There is that commentary for the in-galaxy characters. The in-galaxy characters will have moments where they will speak directly about uh, like a droid's parts or its programming or its behavior and uh, and reflect some sort of emotion when doing so. And I feel like there is there are those moments of ethics and technology. But this is, yeah. I think... In, but in reality, I think they support the 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 mythic opera. I think they just they're 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 supporting an ancillary to the 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 science fiction that's about mythological icons, which is what Star Wars is. That's that's kind of what this breed of science fiction is about. And so they're companions to me. They're magical companions more so than technological mm -hmm. companions because they have a lot of hidden abilities. Like sometimes, like the ability to just be hidden inside them and just appear magically at some point in the story to just change the story and. And, and, uh, well, doesn't that events. get to the core of Star Wars in a lot of ways, right? Like anytime Star Wars starts drifting into hard sci-fi in the movies, at least I don't mind it in my books, but like when they start trying to explain the science of things, 
it starts to lose the Star Wars feel to me. It's yeah. it's it's epic yeah. and mythical. So I love the fact that they don't do that with the droids. They don't go into a lot like the probably the most we get is like maybe in Rise of Skywalker, you get the well, I guess we get some of the prequels, but like the droid smith. Right. And you get like they're mm. they're going to through PO's memory. But that's all just like wires and and and, you know, a cute little fuzzy animal doing it. And I love the fact that it's like we're not going to go into the science of this. Just trust us. Yeah. yeah, where's they my Babu Frick it. show, by the way? Where's my Babu Frick live action? <laughs> yeah, we need oh, Droid please. Smith shows. Yeah. yeah. So why is he the first the Droid future. Smith we've seen? You know? I know, the second you name that now, I'm like, why isn't that not a class that we're getting in every movie? Well, Zori Bliss show makes a lot of sense to me yeah. on Disney Plus because uh, the Americans yeah. is incredible and Carrie Russell is an incredible mm-hmm. actress. And yeah, she'd, she'd be a great could totally be the star of a series on Disney Plus. Easily. Totally. With the mask, you'd shoot it in COVID. You could shoot it right now. Yeah. Right. But it like could be, yeah, she could be like an ancillary character to the Babu Frick show. Well, Babu Frick could get a lot of screen time. <laughs> yeah, like I would hope he would have tons. Like he'd always be making these interesting droids for interesting purposes. Um, that would be really cool. And plus, he's like, hey, like, he's just like, <laughs> like, like I could watch that for you know forty five minutes. Yes. Um, you know, another thing I learned on my little dip in here, uh, there's a cast system to droids. This They're is like, fascinating. I had no idea. Yeah. No idea. No idea. And if you go into into the Pedia, um, they'll actually frequently have their their class. It's, so it's class. I call it cast, but like that's pretty much it. There's five classes, um, and they'll tell you what class each droid is. Um, so do you want me to just run through this quick like? Yeah. Sure. All right. So first class droids were um, are skilled in mathematical, physical, and medical sciences. So uh, analysis droids, the surgical droids. The Uma midwife droid. The Kurtan uh, B machine? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, although Maybe so, making an appearance a little bit, but continue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought they might be. Um, second class droids are in engineering and technical. So like first class, that's like, all right, you're going to operate on living beings. So we need you to be like the top of the top. Um, second class engineering and technical. So I guess like building, but these are. Oh, they actually say the the DUM series pit droid. I didn't know that was their actual numeric um, yep. no, uh, nomenclature. That's pretty yeah. great. The hat on a hat, but we'll move on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, PLNK series power droids, uh, WED-15 septoid treadwell. I don't know what that is. Uh, treadwell is in uh, in episode four. It's the oh, yes! On Luke's, on the moisture oh, yeah. farm. That looks like basically like, it's almost like a Wally, but like it's got the treads. Yeah. and the It's really like a spider it. like a, on a tank thing. track. It's like a post-it yeah. note holder. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's a post-it <laughs> it's like note holder. what it looks like. 100%. Well, that's it's a enlarged second on treads. Yeah. So like third class droids, this is what we're used to because these are protocol droids, um, social sciences and service functions. So CZ secretary droid, LEP servant droid, FA5 valet droid, the BD3000 luxury droid, which may come up depending on if one of you guys steal one of my better. Luxury droids functions. Oh, you want it? Dude, you should look <laughs> up luxury droid. They look like um, they look like robotic stepper stepper wives. Um, but the ones oh, that uh, yeah, yeah. thousand um, was actually a, a DJ for like like a wartime DJ, which is kind of funny. They're generally feminine, uh, feminine droids. Um, and uh, but there was also a pretty great story about um, two BD 3000s that were like judging a cooking competition, which is like wrap your head around that one. Um, <laughs> and then they ultimately like murder a cook. And that's in like a, some children's um you know, book that I never read. Uh, fourth class droids are military. So this is where you get into police droids, the uh, GU Sirius Guardian police droid, KX Sirius, uh, KX Sirius security droids, and the B1 battle droid. 
Um, And then fifth class droids were labor. So you got your gonk droids, uh, pincer loader droids, uh, sifter droids, that sort of stuff that are just like, you know. But um, there's probably a lot of metaphor in there or you could probably look deep into those classes and sort of see how Lucas film is about the world but um yeah that's what so there's there's actually classes of droids which makes a lot of sense i think it's interesting there's the classes or cast or what have you because i feel like um that's always been bubbling under the surface of droids in star wars a lot and i feel like there there's a lot of metaphor going on there and it's not a clean metaphor and it's not a single metaphor but it's there right we have a lot of just like they are the work they're the underclass they're 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 also abused like the amount of vitriol thrown at three cp three cpo from uh han is kind of amazing right and then I think we get to Solo, which is probably the first time in any of the movies. There was definitely some stories in in the old EU and and in the and in Clone Wars, but when we get to like Solo, that's the first time we have like it is just spelled out, right? That like yeah. like we get a droid who's just like, no, no, we're being mistreated here, right? And we get a droid uprising. Social awareness, social yeah. activism, and then yeah. uh, she's also a self modding, like self programming yeah. droid. It's, yeah. It's quite possibly the most like uh, power move droid of all time. Like, yes, it's such a cool droid. Also leads to the funniest scene we've ever gotten in maybe a Star Wars movie, which is the droid revolt. Is is to me, yeah. I it's yeah. one of my favorite mini scenes in a, in a Star Wars movie I've ever seen. Yeah, they're pretty um, pretty interesting groups, and they definitely, I mean, among themselves, they're examples of like certain droids thinking they're higher class than other droids, and I mean, there's no. I'm trying to think of a tasteful way to say this, but they're a slave class. Like yes, they just yeah, are. we've been dancing around it. They are. How I, how I kind of put it is that, like, even though in the Star Wars films they possess this this artificial intelligence intelligence that seems sentient or near sentient, uh, they're they're not they're not treated as me- as mechanical beings with the rights in any way. They're treated no. as oh. property and treated yeah. like commercial goods. Yeah, like so. Yeah. Like I feel like and they they have creators and they have owners. Like I mean, that's a very real thing. They have masters even. Sometimes yeah. you can the, you can really start breaking this apart. And 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 you know I'm not a historian. I'm a, I'm a sociologist in nature. So so I and I haven't thought about this. So I'm going to do this kind of off the cuff. So forgive me if it's not perfect or it's not historically amazing. But in Solo, you have a character who is suggested that he's romantically involved with his droid, and as such, that droid is be given certain freedoms. And 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 mm. certain allowances that other droids aren't, and it's yeah. very similar to American slave history about owners who were who became involved. I was gonna say romantically, but at that point it is it is it is simply a sexual assault at that point because of the power dynamic. But you get to this point of like certain certain relief. I don't see that part of it being put bronze solo because because um, L three does have sentience and is it does have more strength and power. But like, there's something going on there. There's something really fascinating that I would love to unpack. It just kind of popped in my head. So I'm not quite ready to do well, that. I, I think I, I took a mini step forward on that because I've been like rifling through this. But I think the fact that they are not human, they do not breathe, they do not like, you know, eat, they don't do anything like that, and that they are actually made by humans. It obscures the notion enough so that it's not just like outright slavery. Yeah. Whereas like, I mean, there are slavers that enslave beings yes. in the galaxy. I mean, and that is like definitely frowned upon and like, you know, that needs to take action. But the fact that these are made, it just it's like, like this question mark that hovers over this whole like it struct- asks a complex question that's really fun, really interesting to engage with. And I'm glad they don't give us a super easy answer because I I keep going back and forth because then I start going the slippery soap argument of like, sure. But then what about something like, um, 
I had the I had the I had the character in mind and now it slipped out of my head because I was gonna have this argument of like when and I can just ask this in general and you'll think of examples. We have cyborgs in Star Wars. Yeah. Right? We have this distance Grievous between balance. We have Grievous, Valance, Vader. Vader, but like when does that line get crossed, right? Is it the brain's gone or the heart's or, gone? Yeah, Lobot. Like Lobot is a good example. What about the decraniated mm. in um that are used? Are those droid like like so I yeah. love the fact that Star Wars keeps pushing these boundaries between what's a what's a human and what's a droid because it leads to those questions of like when is it slavery versus ownership right and i love yeah. that it's it's there and it's not and it's not something that like let's have a you know show that specifically on its head addresses this but keeps kind of like under the surface subtly putting these forwards of like yeah it's not that simple right droids are sentient beings and yes they may not yeah. have a quote-unquote soul whatever that might be but they they're thinking and feeling beings it's fascinating love it yeah, definitely. And then you get, you know, like Grievous elected to be a droid, essentially. Yeah. Um, also, in um, Last Shot, there mm-hmm. was that um, character that I know, Grant, you know, but I, I, I sort of forget. Fizen Gore. We're talking about yes. cyborgs. This guy Fizengor, was obsessed yeah. with the, the intermingling of biological and artificial yeah. uh, right. parts, and, right? Yeah. He thought, like, droids were pure, right? So, you know, yeah. by making making beings, um, living beings, more droid-like, it made them better. I mean... That leads to one thing that I really want to see, and you all know where probably where I'm going to go with this. You're going to be there in the second half. Say is we need a droid planet story in Star Wars. I, I want Def- to see that. Well, I, yeah, well, yes, we do. We do definitely need a droid, like a computer planet, like a computerized yeah. planet that basically yeah. has and, interfaces all over the place and droids that do all these services and, and operate right. all the machinery and everything like that. Well, you just made me think of there's there's a droid crime syndicate. Yeah, you know, it's the droid right. Gotra. And, yeah. uh, you know, maybe that's their planet. Maybe they have their own Nar Shadda that they took over. And, like, maybe they enslave humans and, like, humans do their bidding. Like, I don't know. Like, but that would be fascinating to see. Uh, yeah. To see and how that works. It's, it's fascinating, too, because, you know, mentioning these class systems, right, kind of brings us all stuff into how complex this is. Because you get something like a gonk droid, which we'll talk about later. And then you have Those something like a class five droids, by the way. Class five, right? And then we and, have a C3, mouse droids, class five. Mouse droid, right? And then we have a C3PO. Right. I, I would not put those two things at the same level of sentience. Right. And so that becomes right. really complex. Is there like, do you have like a Turing test? <laughs> right. For droids. Like maybe that's what yeah. we need to do is develop some kind of Turing test where it becomes a green sentience. And once you green sentience, then it is considered a living being. It's super complex. I love Actually, it. One of my favorite parts of uh, Battlefront 2 is uh, when you're playing as the separatist army, as the, you know, B1 battle droids. Whenever you throw a grenade, it's like, goodbye, grenade. Like, there's a friend. <laughs> and like, um, and then when you kill one of those big six legged tanks that the yeah. uh, that the thing it's like, it's like, so long, six legs. Like, it, like, he's like talking to the thing <laughs> as it's a, a creature. And then when you like deploy a turret, it's like, good luck, turret. Like, it talks okay. to all these like anything mechanical is like a sees uh, as brethren. Yeah, yeah, brethren. And it's it's kind of adorable. When we go back to droid consciousness, I do feel like R2-D2 and L-337 are probably the best examples of droids who are are sentient or the, yeah. as close to sentient as possible because they haven't had memory wipes or routine oh, memory, memory wipes, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what's really holding droids back because if we've learned anything from, you know, classic science fiction literature and, um, yep. uh, you know, and, and modern tales like Westworld and, and Blade Runner hinted this, but, uh, you know, time plus experience or memories equals some form of consciousness. And if there's routine memory wipes, these droids yep. can't attain and consciousness. That's right. really interesting because they've definitely pointed it out in the in the literature and stuff where like the longer a droid goes without a mind wipe, the more 
idiosyncratic it becomes right, like the, exactly. the weirder it becomes and to me that is the development of personality yeah. right personality <laughs> is key yeah. in sentience and in being yeah, yeah. you're making uh, I, you know i never really thought of it that way but you guys are so right i mean uh chopper is an old droid bucket is an old droid an old droid and you know they they get more cantankerous and idiosyncratic yeah, yeah. like we all do <laughs> yeah like we they all have do. their yeah. values they have their Age. their their values and principles and ideas and their yeah. Yeah. demeanor their demeanor their character traits yeah right set in it's, it's super super interesting but um yeah and that, i also feel like it's so different from hard science fiction where the machines are so deep like exp they're so deeply explained to the or, or you know they're explained at such length to the to the audience whereas the droids in this are just kind of they're mysterious and i feel like they're indistinguishable from from magic which is arthur c clark think he said something about yeah, uh, if something's you know undeniably advanced, it's indistinguishable indis from from magic. I think. Yep. Yeah, something that's like the, that. Yeah, that's that's and um, that's, that's kind of what I feel like. That's kind of the quote that rings true to me when I think about the droids in Star Wars. I mean, that ranks them like second to the Force. You know, like I never thought of them that way, but it is true. It's like like well, okay, here's a consciousness in a metal form that doesn't eat, sleep, or drink, or whatever. You know, um. Yeah, that's pretty before, fascinating. Before we so you have air. these elements of magic throughout. Yeah, before we went on air, I was like, I was like, I don't, I'm not sure there's free will in the galaxy, Adam, because I feel yeah. like uh, the force controls biological life, while biological life harnesses yeah. and controls artificial. These We're artificial all just droids life. under the command of the force. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Very really interesting. Bizarre. So this um this article I read also gets into the force and uh, droids. And um, there's a, a triple zero quote, apparently, that mm. um, where he says, like, he thinks that, like, a droids could run if they could run on blood, like have a blood mechanism that like, you know, like an engine that ran on human blood that they could actually wield the force. Well, if we're getting in the midichlorians, that would be accurate, I guess. Maybe. I mean, but then, you know, we talked off air about R5 in yeah. you know, A New Hope. And if you read the, the book um, from a certain point of view. I don't know. I mean, his the he essentially sacrificed himself so, to help the Some galaxy. Droids wouldn't want to be fluid-filled bipeds, though. No, true. Or but hold on, I eggs. let's right. let's not speed past R five because in New EU, he is in New EU. He is like he sacrifices himself because he gets a he gets like a notice from the Rebel Alliance, right? Like he gets oh, this right. like yeah. these. But he still I remember R two thanks him at the end of that chapter. Yes. Where he's like, "Thank you for for yeah. letting this for letting but, our journey." In old EU, the R, the original, the old canon R, R5 is that he actually self-destructs using the Force because he sees what would happen. He sees, I think it's an old comic book series. He actually sees what happens if he gets taken and R and R2 doesn't get taken by Luke. So no. he has this flash oh, right. through the Force that's of right. all this, and he just blows himself <laughs> up so that R2 can get taken. So... Whichever one you go with, right? We can get into what it says about the Force. Both of them are making a conscious decision to... Both versions of R5 makes a conscious decision in that moment, in old EU and new EU, to destroy themselves for the right. good of the galaxy. Yeah, it's just fascinating. Yeah, I'll take the new EU. Um, yeah, I like the new EU better. New canon, but, uh, yeah, but that's still, still pretty interesting. So they have some things there um, that involve the force. Anything else, Grant? I know you did a pretty deep dive on. on this. I did a deep dive, but I think I, I would love to get in our get into our top three because I think okay. we'll talk. We'll have a good deal to say about each each one we pick. 
Yeah. Okay. Sweet. This is going to be interesting because I'm not, I'm going to go best to, or most favorite to less than most favorite because uh, there are certain ones that I want and I don't want you guys to take them. And we obviously haven't talked about those before. No, 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 no. I don't agree to these terms. I don't know. Well, we each We're going least favorite to most favorite. We all do our- The big reveal is the most favorite. The big reveal is your culminating idea of what you think is an interesting droid. All okay. right. Most well, I was going to go a completely different way. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was. So I tried to. Let me tell my, and I, I can readjust, but I'll tell you what I did. I wanted to, as I normally do these things, there are three trilogies. We're picking top three. So I wanted to be like, can I pick a droid from each trilogy? To jump ahead, I could not pick a droid from the from the from the new uh, trilogy. There's not trilogy. a lot of droids, dude. There's not a ton of droids. I love BB-8. BB-8 is probably my favorite droid, but it's BB-8 just like that's is too not on your list, Adam. Is that no, right no. Because I just BB-8 on your list, Ben. No, He's are you not taking on my list either? No, because to me, it's least interesting. Like I like BB-8. I, actually, I love. I think there's a lot of new evolutions with the droid behavior and mechanics and, yeah. and block. Especially block. Uh, you know, Dio, Dio almost made my list. Oh my god! Thank God it didn't. Sorry. Oh wait, no. I think I'm back on being. Okay with Dio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm on board. I I'll looked at Dio just to see if we had any new hardware that I should take note of, but nothing. I didn't really. There's nothing. There's nothing I, I really. I mean, all he did was save the whole, you know, galaxy by having the backed up information about Exegol in him. I mean, you know, not that important. Oh, but he talks NBD. funny. He has a stutter, and you guys are prejudiced. No, 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 no. I, hey, 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 hey. I have nothing wrong with stutterers. I have wrong, people wrong who say things that are don't need to be said and say things that are just there. Uh, anyway, moving on. Let's not litigate Dio, because I'm trying to learn to love Dio, because he's adorable, and I get it. I'm getting there. I'm getting there, guys. Um, he just time. made me sad. I ultimately didn't use it because it's just like he's such a he was an abused droid. Tragic, he yeah. looks like an abused puppy. And I'm just that's like, why I you can't hate him. him. That's why I can't hate him because he's a rescue dog at the end of the day. And I love rescue yeah. dogs. I have my own. Totally. Um, moving on. Uh, just the virtue signaling there a little bit. And then we don't get enough of Dio so, really claim, you know, claim him as a favorite yeah. because come on, we don't we don't get enough. Maybe we should. Right. More was revealed. Did, did anyone pick R2 or C3PO? I did not. Granted, did you pick either of them? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. I okay. toying with that. Those are clap. You can't go wrong with that. We I, have. To, we have. To, I only say that because we have to cover them. Yeah, we're and, gonna t- um, we're gonna go through honorable mentions. I yeah, think right. at the end, probably as we normally okay. do. But I tried yeah, to. Let's, go, we'll do an honorable mention. I have one of the classics. Yeah. Jamboree. Okay. So I think I picked one that kind of technically is a sequel trilogy because it falls into all. It's 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 seen in <laughs> Wait, all. Don't let's not reveal. Oh, okay. Right okay. Now. So Come that's on, guys. Say, <laughs> say what it is, but I will. I'm going to readjust to. I'm going to put them in order of favorite to least on the fly. So let's agree. Do we want to go from least to most or most to least? Least to most. I least to most. I, I can see. I think it's the most dramatic. It's it's dramatic that way. All right. Um, all right, cool. <laughs> so, okay, uh, Grant, why don't you start us off? You want, why don't you pick first, please? I'm going to start us off. Yes. All right. My, it's not, so this is a list of our top three. It's not our, it's not our least favorite, you know, no. In terms of droids in any way, shape, yeah. or form. It's just, it's simply just not the one we want to highlight the most in our list. So this isn't my least favorite. It's actually uh, an honor to put this on our list because this is like if we were to make top 10s or top 20s or top 50s, like these three would probably be at the top of any of those lists regardless, right, of their length. So yeah. these are just our top three in general, which I think and is high praise. These are I think that's actually worth saying praise. is that our favorite droids, not maybe our favorite characters. Does that make sense? Because like... Like for example, a certain a certain droid's not gonna make my list, but I think she's a great character. Hmm. But we'll talk more about that a little later. 
Right. I think we'll, I think, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. We're going to have to do a, a heavy mixed bag uh, debrief after yeah. we do this. Yeah. Right. So these, these, so these being our top three droids is, is a, is a big deal, right? These right. are, these are, and we're still doing round Robin, correct? We're going to exactly. Go. I'm going to start this. All right. I chose for my, uh, my, oh, my number three, and we're going down a list here. Uh, I chose Hu Yang from the Clone Clone Wars. Oh, uh, deep. Uh, you might know him as the he is this j- architect droid who is a designer and craftsman of gen- of lightsabers and live and lives aboard or or, or has made his abode uh, in the Crucible, which is a uh, a, a Paladin class Corvette from the Old Republic, from the time of the the, the origin of the the Republic itself when the the, the this was this is the droid that um i think ahsoka tano shepherds some um some early some younglings right to go build their right. lightsabers it's after the gathering episode where they gather their kyber mm, crystals dude great yeah. oh i yeah, love his design awesome. honestly it, in terms of so obviously i love the ship he's in it's called the crucible it's this like yeah corvette from the old republic and then his design, he has this strange, smooth, kind of Art Deco, Golden Age of Sci-Fi yeah. look. Um, he's an antique droid, essentially, right? He's a Mark IV architect droid from yeah. this, this first age of the Republic. They don't say first age anywhere, but I'm going to say it. This kind of the, the origin. It, uh, it does look very much like the stuff you saw in kind of the Knights of the Old Republic. I feel like his his yeah, development yeah, yeah. looks very similar. It's a hybrid Good of that call. and kind of the, the Art Deco, of course, that you see in the prequels, right? Is yeah. That, that yeah the the elongated features and then things like that and then he has i mean he has these these two extra arms so he essentially has four limbs and he builds constructs lightsabers with all four arms as i imagine maybe grievous did on the fly you know we've in scenes we've never seen but like just that it was just such a cool imagery to see him design a saber all by himself which you know looks different from people just you know building it with the force and other ways we've seen it built and um he's just a cool character he's a great teacher i, I feel like it's interesting because I think the the younglings comment on him, his importance or his role as a mentor, and they kind of are, I think they tease him or like they they insult him in some way, and then he kind of just turns the turns the the chapter, turns the book forth on them, and and it's an incredible scene. And I feel like it just there's fun dialogue. Like he's like, I suggest you listen and learn until you can ask a question this droid cannot answer. You know, to like yeah. to these kids, right? Because he's like he's like. He's just he's a fascinating mentor character and he's a droid mentor, which makes it like really cool to me. Really? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, and he, yeah. He guides that Wookiee uh, Jedi youngling to Padawan oh, to uh, to build that wood yeah. lightsaber. He's like, only the Brylock tree is as strong as metal. Like he's just a cool character. I don't know. I really like. Oh, I love this pick. I How this not I, be number one. I know. Like I, I am impressed. This I also feel like. One. But this is your first pick of all three of us, and you've already yeah. won everything all the time ever. Like I'm ashamed with my picks after he's this. A cool, but, uh, he hails on Ilum. Like he's he's yeah. above Ilum in orbit above Ilum. Yeah. I don't know if that ship traveled. Oh no, it ferries. I think the younglings from Coruscant to Ilum. And I and, think he goes back and forth. I think he's like a ferryman at the same time. It's interesting. Right. He is. Yeah. Uh, he he's listed as a class one droid. So yeah. this is wow. like up there yeah. with surgeons. Like very. It's yeah. interesting. It's gonna be interesting to look at our lists. T- together or, or next to each other to see like i already looked at my list to be like i picked them randomly like what do they all have in common and i'll talk a bit about that in a moment but i love this pick because that droid is super memorable to a point i didn't i would never have thought of him as a droid but the second you mentioned him i could vi- visualize him and think of the arc in clone wars and like clone wars to me is hit or miss i love about like 60 to 70 percent of the episodes of clone wars and but having done rewatch certain things stick in my mind 
other episodes just completely gone, right? That's just my way my brain works. This yeah. character is one when I think of Clone Wars and I start dissecting Clone Wars, I think of this character a lot because it is super unique and and yeah. very, very good use of the droid ideas. Uh, he was also, or that 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 type of droid was also in a series called Adventures in Wild Space, which were these wow. young readers that were only published for a while in England. Um, and I, during my quest to read everything ever written in Star Wars, had to really seek them out and found them. And it's, it's just basically, uh, they use them as a nanny droid for these two characters, these two oh, children yeah. who are lost in wild space. And it's such a great use of that, of that, of that type of droid as well. Like it's very like overbearing in a very thoughtful way. That's fascinating. I have to, I have to look at that. You know, it's not worth reading, but it was fun to read in like, <laughs> like when you're trying to. You know, being a completist like me and obsessing about things. All right. Um, shall we uh, move on then? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll go second uh, since I was originally forced into the first role. Um, all right. So my third one, this is a pretty popular one, I, I but I just adore this droid so much that I had to call it out. Um, and that's uh, K2SO. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Obviously, I mean, he's well known to everyone, you know, um, Alan Tudyk uh, voiced him and really gave him his personality, which is like it's his personality is what's so great. Like zero filter, just like saying all the things. Um, I mean, it's his comedy factor, which is there. But he's also he's also like this loyal companion droid as well, which Mm -hmm. for some reason, that's uh, that's a that's a common thread through all of my picks i just that's how i like my my droids just be like you know hey we're buddies you know uh brothers in arms and and do our our thing together but uh yeah i mean he has a fascinating story because he was you know he he was converted from being a droid with the empire and you know i guess probably forcibly changed but um it allowed him a lot of techniques and interesting things and um that that other droids personality traits other droids don't have he's like you know he rejects having to like reprogram and other droids and um but ultimately has a heart of gold and and you know sticks up for his friends through the end so um he's just great and he's so funny yeah i it's such a great pick i we'll talk about my picks in a moment i somehow find myself avoiding more of the sentient type droids right more of the character droids but when I was trying to piece together, do I want to like who was I pick from like the new era of Star Wars movies? I kept going between K2SO and um, L337 because yeah. both of those droids are very similar. They're very, mm-hmm. They have I like their comedy, but they're also mm-hmm. very loyal. Like they're very like they're very like snarky, but loyal, which yeah. they are. They are the most me. endearing droids. You, yeah. I think you would out of all the droids you've seen on screen. I think you'd want those droids to be your companions before anyone else. Be, any other. Yeah, because yeah. Totally. Because they have the they have the wit, they have the dry wit, they're attention they're attentive to human behavior. They yep. actually yeah. <laughs> know how we act, or not human behavior, but just biological sentient yeah. behavior. And um they're they're selfless, uh or to an extent. Yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah both they both selfless. do like they both do sacrifice. Hearted characters. Yeah. Um yeah, and I I, I I that's why I asked you guys at the beginning of this podcast, I said if I could put two droids together my list would change because I think K2SO uh-huh. and L337 are yeah. the most endearing and probably the droids I like the most that I've seen yes. on screen as of, as of yet. And so I would put them as my number one, but because I can't do that, they're just like, you know, somewhere else on my list of droids. Yeah. And, uh, I, and yeah. I also think there's a, there's a precursor droid that, 
that you wouldn't get those droids if this droid didn't exist. So Ooh. I kind of threw this droid. All know, right. As, Interesting. As, we'll get there. I, yeah, I kind of felt similar. Like I had both of them on my list floating around my head. And then I was like, similar to what I said earlier is I almost like, I almost disqualified them, disqualified them from my list because I almost see that they're like greater than droids. They're characters in some ways. Yeah. Right. Like, but I think, but they count like they absolutely count. That's just why I dropped them out. I, I love them. I also want to mention Jedi fallen order for a second because you battle against the Imperial droids quite oh, a bit, yeah. which are the 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 originally programmed K2SO versions, yeah, right? The KX, the KX, KX series uh, Imperial security droids. And I love that game because it does such a good job of showing you how much K2SO has changed and what his journey has been because those droids are scary and menacing and horrific in that game. Like every time I'd run across one, I'm like, here we go. Like, this right. is a battle, right? As opposed to, so I love that they give you a bit of that background of, like, these guys were bad characters before. They were essentially mini-boss type yeah. characters. Yeah. Yo, yeah, you know what, though? Did you guys know that there was, there's a, um, and I did a second playthrough of this, um, but there is a, uh, in Kashyyyk, there's one of those modify tables that you find, and you can um, control the KX droids. Did you know that? Yeah, you can. You can. Yeah, you can use them to turn them. You against. can hack the. Yeah, yeah. you can hack yeah. KX droids, and they, they will fight for you. Yeah. That made it a lot easier. Um, but you have that. Yeah, you have that thing where you can hack droids too. So I would use that quite a bit. That method yeah. where I would use droids to fight the other people around. Yeah, but yeah, it's right. It's, I mean, I knew you could do it with the probe droids, but for some reason I missed it on the first um, playthrough. Hmm. Um, and then, but on the second one, I, I I found it and I was like, oh yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I think, I definitely think the, the magic, you know, if the fairy dust for this character is, is Alan Tudyk, um, yeah. he, he made this character, he, his, you know, personality is amazing. I'm so excited that he's going to be in the Cassian Andor series. Like he's going to steal every scene again in that series, even though Diego Luna is amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he, I mean, that, that's really what I think makes this droid the best, okay. but he does have a fantastic, you know, backstory and, and all that. Agreed. Uh, Adam, um, bringing up... Uh, sure. Three. Uh, so I, I, I'm i going to kind of talk about what I noticed. I just picked these three droids. Um, they have, A, limited um, screen time, which is always what works for me in Star Wars because it lets my imagination go wild. Yes. Uh, B, they don't talk very much, which, again, kind of connects a bit to the first thing. And um, they also have two out of three have very interesting sounds, which is interesting. I, I think this is what connected me to both of these, the, the first um, uh, two of them that are on my list. So number three, uh, which has already got mentioned before, is the Crutan B machine from episode three, which is the midwife droid at the very end of episode three. Um, the Uba? Uba? Uba. 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 <laughs> I still so a lot of these are connected to sense memories for me, and that tends to be what tends to be favorites is that they remind me of a specific place and time and feeling because to me that connects to me. The rush you get at the end of that movie is pretty great. I gotta yeah. say, you get the yeah. birthing scene and then like yeah. Vader's mask. It's like, oh, I'm ready for this. Well, what's what's episode like, two? What what's, is what's going on? This? Like, what's I'm like, what is going on in this film? Right? Like, we have this super dour last half an hour of this movie which it has to be right like it's the fall of anakin it's the death of padme it's the it's the exile of the jedis so you're in this half an hour of just like right like that's the last half an hour of episode three and then so i'm sitting there in the theater it's one of the it's it's the first um i saw episode two at a midnight showing but it was on a small theater on the cape and there wasn't any fanfare 
Like, like we just showed up and no one was like, people were like, wait, we're open. Like the, the staff there were like, wait, we're opening at midnight. Like they didn't know it was happening and no one was there dressed up in costumes. <laughs> so that doesn't count. Right, right. Episode three, I was in Boston. We were in downtown Boston. Everyone was like wearing like light, had lightsabers. We're wearing Jedi right. garbs. We were yelling out. Did Star you do Wars the midnight trivia. showing? I think we talked about this. I think we were at the same show. I think we were. That's <laughs> on it's Rose really on the Common. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We were totally there. We were 100% there, which is really fun. <laughs> yeah, Before Ben and I knew space. each other. Yeah. Um, you know, people were like doing like lightsaber fights in the aisles. They were shouting out uh, trivia. And so I remember that moment of being really sucked in and really loving that film the first time I was watching it. I think part of that was it's a great film, but part of that was the, the communal viewing of it. It's my kind of first real experience with that. And then we get to the Ascendants movie, and I'm I'm enjoying it, I'm loving it, but I'm super down because you just know it's gonna be a downer. Yeah. And then this thing floats in the screen, and it's just sitting there going, "Ooba, ooba." And it's but I love the fact that it serves a purpose. You understand why that droid's there. It's literally a midwife droid. I love a droid that takes on a, like a specific role, but it's this little moment of like, "What's this thing now?" Right in the middle of this tower yeah, thing, where right. you're back to Star Wars for a second, right? You're like, this is what Star Wars is about. It's just introducing this world of weirdness and fancy. Yeah, and that's all. Like, I love the sound it makes. I love its design. It doesn't look like any other droid we've seen. It also weirdly looks. It looks like Spielbergian to me. It, it does even look, look Star Warsian. But it looks like what it's supposed to be doing. I can't explain it. Like, it looks like it's it got serves some scoop arms. Arms. It's, it's it, got a welding arm there. Yeah, you know, well, you know, PZ body, PZ on me. It's like a practical like, droid. It doesn't have like yeah. a personality, really. Or yeah, it does have a big blue eye and one small green eye. It's a light, essentially. But, or something. And I would pick this pre just having a child via midwives. Like, this just literally happened to me. In the, well, it didn't happen to me. It happened to my wife. I was also in the room six weeks ago with midwives. And it's not a completely 100% accurate representation, but it is something about the soothing tone it, it speaks yeah. in. It's super fascinating. Like, and I love this droid. Adopt that. All people, all midwives, everyone. And our midwives did. And I love this droid. It would have been on my list pre having her kid, but watching this droid, I was just like, there was a moment, and I don't want to necessarily tell my wife this, and I thank God she has on the podcast, but there was a moment during the beautiful birth of my child that I was just, and I was fully engrossed, and I had a moment of, I flashed to, and I almost started going, (laughs) Uba, Uba. And then uh, that would have been the end. That would have been. I would have. would have been one arm. Harley would have thrown you across the room. (laughs) But like to me, that's why it also hits on my list. There's a moment of joy in my life that (laughs) is connected to Star Wars in a really unhealthy way. But it's there, right? So that's why. Hey, there's my argument for why the Crutan B machine is on my top three of droids in Star Wars. Like a Pavlovian thing. I like. Yeah. Um, my number. My number two. Right. Right. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. It's the the assassination droid from a long line of dead masters. Oh. And that is HK-47 oh, from the yes. Knights of the Old Republic games. Yes, 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 I yes, feel yes. like he was the beginning of snark and dry wit and testing your patience. He was the droid that started it all. I think who led to K2S. Yes. And characters like K2S on L337. Right. But, you mentioned this before about the, the droid that would lead up to, and I did yeah. not, I could not think of who it was, but the second you said it, I'm like, yeah. that's, you're absolutely, there's a direct line yeah. between. A, so a, many a, lines a, of dialogue written for this character yep. are all incredibly genius. And uh, I, I honestly, it's, it's a, it's a character who has a haunting profile that I'll always remember. Uh, he shares bits of his backstory in the game, although it's very, very fuzzy because, uh, he he seems to have been attacked. And, and basically what he says is that one of his previous masters, uh, he got in a fight, a, a scuffle with one of his previous masters, uh, subdued him on the ground. As the master is writhing in pain, 
the master gouges HK's actuator, causing his, you know, behavioral, crippling his behavior core, uh, uh, causing his assassination droid protocols to be go screwy. So he's just totally this AWOL assassination droid who has no idea kind of where he comes from or what's going on anymore and is kind of just adopting new behaviors. But there is one thing that he he's always wants to do, and that is enact violence, which is pretty disturbing, but it works with the dark humor that they're going with in the series. And it's interesting that he's on Tatooine because it feels like this weird preeminent, almost like a forced connection with Anakin. <laughs> Yeah, right. it's like Anakin darkness came from HK's like essence meeting <laughs> Revan a long time ago, and that that in that mingling in that conversation. But uh, right, that's some he, deep theory. He coined the term uh, meatbag, right? He did. Yeah, he he would oftentimes scan the main character in Knights of the Republic and uh, a comment about the fluids running through their body, and there being these fleshy kind of like fluid filled bipeds and meatbags, organic meatbags. <laughs> that's right. He's like, my only purpose is to burn hole in meat bags you don't like, Master. Like he has some great <laughs> lines. He talks like a traditional robot, though, which I found interesting. Like he talks like you know, like your your car's navigation system. Like he's he doesn't his cadence is very traditional robotic, but um, he, yeah, he says funny stuff like, perhaps you would prefer the term liquidious flesh bag. Like, <laughs> I am most eager to engage in some un- unadulterated violence at your command, of course, Master. Like, he is one of my favorite. He has some of the yeah. best lines I've ever heard. I think when you first meet him, he's saying he he asks you to purchase him. He's like, "Please purchase me, please." I've done nothing. Like, I'm just a a, a yeah. droid who's looking for a line of work, like an honest work. So he's he's really just trying to get purchased by you immediately, which is fantastic. And yeah. um, you've definitely done a good job of making yeah. me want to replay through Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, I know. You, you even talked me into it. I'm like, can I get this on my PS4? Like, you, know. you can also get it on your iPad. But anyway, And then how he speaks, too, right? If he's asking a question, it's a query, it's commentary, uh, agreements, observations, he makes statements. He makes <laughs> wild statements that are pretty incredible. Uh, he, he translates, and when he makes translations, he can basically tell you how these native tribes are communicating on some alien world, but he's, it's cool, but he can do a lot. He actually is just, he has a lot of higher high functioning protocols there. Yeah. He's a, he's a pretty cool, he's a dynamic character and Super uh, cool. he's a fun character. And I would love to see, although the Mandalorian's doing it, I would love to see like a, uh, like the, the professional, but with, um, an HK series droid and maybe like a, a young human or, or alien kind of. Character. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's a, you know what I mean? I was like, I would story. love something. Yeah. That that seems ripe for the picking for Filoni because you know it's like that's totally like game and it would be that sort of like oh yeah we can canonize that droid you know but with and, a with a screwy kind of actuator and yeah yeah like I would I, love absolutely. yeah yeah the I'd fact that they haven't canonized that character really suggests to me that they are actively seeking a Knights of the Real Republic reboot at some point because that is a fan favorite character. And I feel like every time someone's probably trying to put it into something, Lucasfilm's like being like, nope, can't touch it because we're still deciding whether we want to do this and TV or movie or, yeah. He's extremely dark. <laughs> yes. He's really not on brand with I mean, Disney really... or Star Wars because uh... he would say things like, you know, humans often need such comforts until the end comes. Like he would just say some dark <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Just... yeah. But I think it works. Yeah. I think you I think can do works. that. There are dark yeah. parts of Star Wars too, and we talk, you know we've talked about that a lot too. I think mean, this this could actually slide in there pretty easily. I mean, he's definitely a precursor to Triple Zero, and yeah. Um, right, yeah, yeah. So. that might be on someone's list. Yeah, I, I steered clear of that. Um, <laughs> awesome. 
great choice. But he says at one point he says it's very dark, and very disturbing. But he says, if Jedi need to be killed, I would hope you would let me kill the annoying pseudo pacifists for you, Master. <laughs> I was like, what? what? This is a droid saying something uh, like this? Also, not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. Pseudo, they are pseudo pacifists when we see them in uh, episode. It's a line from HK-47. Thank you very much. Yeah. Like That is a dark character. But um, but then he does have brighter moments, though. I think he does regard children in 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 you know a protective way, where he's like, "Oh, we must always think of the children. The littlest ones suffer the most in war." He, he really does like. There is a heart in there, which is so strange. Which it, he's just I, obviously, I think his behavior core has gone screwy. So he's not yeah. this like he's not lawful. He's chaotic evil. He'll always be chaotic evil. Yeah, so agree. Yeah, he might do something good randomly because of his core. Yep, I would I would agree with that. He's a cool character. Love it. Awesome. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to pick off some more uh, low-hanging fruit. And actually, this is one that I hope I'm not stealing from Grant. But uh, I love this droid too much, so uh, I went for it. This is uh, BD-1. Mm. I, know by uh, default. We know by default you're not stealing yeah. from me because I said I have one of the two classics in my well, list. Also, I, that's one of the ones I, I was thinking about when I thought about sequel trilogy, and I and it was not on my list. And then I saw Ben's T-shirt today, and I was just like, "BT One uh, from Jedi Fallen Order, not BT." Oh, BT One. I got oh. it mixed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah BT One. No, gotcha. Thank you. BT One is from Afra and Darth Vader. And Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, BT One. And, and actually, and uh, I'm I'm wearing a BB Nine E T-shirt because it's the only Star Wars T-shirt I have with a droid on it. Which I, I need to remedy. There's got to be some dope like R2D2 T-shirt out there that I could be. Is it weird wear. that I like BB90 more than BB8? Like no, I, because I, I like the bassy yeah. tones that he emits. So, like, I, just ooh. the sound design of BB90 is amazing for me. I but, apologize uh, for but that. But then the police, there's police imagery in there too, which I don't know. They just did that randomly, and I was like, uh, he works with just like red light. I think I don't think it yeah, be, like like color or whatever. Yeah. I apologize for the for the getting us off track on multiple somehow I was like multiple levels of wrong on that one. But yes, let's talk about uh, BD nine from uh, Fallen Order because I love this pick. Yeah, BD one. I mean, it, it's again, this is sort of like I guess if you own dogs, like I there's some of these like faithful companions. Um, I love binary like droids that speak in binary. Um, and yeah. actually, this droid was voiced by um, uh, Ben Burt. Yeah. Um, which is cool. And he does have some sort of Wally qualities to him, um, at least in the in the eyes. Uh, but it's he's probably the most lovable droid you could find. Um, super fun companion. And it's it just like, again, it's the interaction with Cal Kestis and BD1. Yeah. That's just like adorable. Cal Kestis treats him like, you know, you're, you know, Lassie or like that that sort of trusty companion that's with you all the time and he's like talks to him with reverence and love and yeah uh, you know and also i mean the history of bd1's fascinating you know Eno cordova was his original master and you know you know entrusted essentially the whole future of uh of the jedi order to this droid um and it's just you know but it's it's just so cute and like yes. and 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 like just rides on your shoulder and does awesome things for you. Uh, it's it's just a, it's a fantastic companion droid. So actually, having played through that game a couple times now, um, you know how can you not love BD One? 
Yeah. yeah. We're talking about how droids can change the direction of the story. And I yep. feel like yeah. BB-1 does that in a major way in that game. Massive way. And just like you said, oh, yeah, holding all that information inside. Right. I mean, he could have changed the... I was always confused as to why story. he didn't reveal the information to Cal you know, upon meeting him. Because yeah. you have to get 70 hours of gameplay somehow. Okay. Yeah. And there was also like a partial yeah, memory like... wipe involved and, you know, yeah, there's some stuff. But it was like this hinging event in the story. And it was very yeah. impactful. Like yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. wow, crazy. It's in the droid. And But we had read those Jedi Fallen Order comics, I think, before the game mm-hmm. came out. We, we yeah. got really into it. But Weird. Uh, we got into something. That's no, like it would have been interesting. Yeah. No, yeah. but that was, I really do love uh, BD-1's design. Also the integration with the, the, the symbiosis between Cal and BD-1 and how he kind of rides yep. on Cal's shoulder and it, it feels like a, just a, a more of an organic relationship than a relationship with an artificial thing. It's kind right. of riding on a shoulder like Yoda. Last time we saw that was Yoda, you know? So it's like, it's, I think, triggering a lot of memories of, yeah. Yeah. of or another organic relationship we've seen, which is Yoda and Luke. Right. So. It, BD's so small, he essentially integrates with your biome. Like, he just yeah. sort yeah. of, like, nests there, and, you know, you can, it's just part of your, your being. So there's, like, a symbiotic relationship, right, between BD-1 yeah. and Alcestis, yeah. and I love, like, he might be... Maybe like either tied with or above R2 and BB-8, the most useful droid in Star Wars history. Right. Like he is actually useful as opposed to like C-3PO, who I love, but mostly walks around and makes things more difficult and occasionally translates some stuff. But like like BD-1, like you would not be able to complete anything in that game if you did not have that droid. <laughs> right. You I mean, again, video games too, again, in comparison. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I love right. it. That's what droids are supposed to be. They're yeah. supposed to be useful companions, right? right? They're supposed to make your lives easier. Right. But I adore him and uh, yeah. BD-1 Good of pick. my very own. Uh, all right. My number two. Um, this one might be actually kind of quick because there's not a lot of lore on him, which I find is fascinating because it struck the little eight-year-old brain afire. And that's Forlom from The Empire Strikes Back. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Orlam is the bounty hunter, the the other forgotten bounty hunter droid, right? We everyone you say you say the droid bounty hunter, everyone thinks you're thinking of IG eighty eight, but no one pays attention to Forlam because right. he's a weird bug eyed protocol or bug faced or bug headed protocol droid, but he is a droid confirmed. Whose main companion Zuckus? Zuckus, yes. Right, yeah. Also, it doesn't help that Kenner got the names mixed up. So uh, up until about nineteen ninety something. Forlom was Zuckus and Zuckus was Forlom, but they finally fixed that in something somewhere along the line. So, <laughs> so they've had a they've had quite the. I'm past glad together. they took care of that mix yeah. up in particular. But I, what I mean again, you know, I asked this question. We were at Rhode Island Comic Con last November. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Was it November? Yeah. Yeah. It's a warm outside. Anyway. Um, we were there and they did this, um, they had a panel of, of kind of, um, was it aliens? I can't remember what, what, it, what, what the panel was, but, um, the bounty person, hunters? yeah, alien, no, it was bounty hunters. It was just bounty. It was right. It's just straight bounty hunters. And I asked the question really clunkily about like, why is this third, why is this 20 seconds of film? So, uh, so impactful, right? Like when you actually break down this, the, the tilt pan across, the bounty hunters, it lasts like a couple of seconds, right? And yet every Star Wars fan will always talk about the bounty hunter scene. And I think part of it is just because it's similar to the, the to the cantina scene in A New Hope. It just introduces this new world of unknown things. And that's what I love about Forlom is I know nothing about this character. And 
even in the old EU, there's not a ton of information about him. Like, it's fascinating that there's this character that people love, and there's a few chapters. And you look at the new EU, and you go to Wikipedia and the old uh, new EU, his appearances line up at, like, he's basically in the movies, in one issue of the Darth Vader comic, and in a couple issues of the Star Wars Adventures comics. This is a character that that people know, that has its own black series character that people love, and his story. Well, a certain point of view, isn't there something in there with Zuckus? And, um, and not don't they do this? Don't they do no. that scene with bounty hunters? Well, no, because we're we, we're not it. We haven't done the we haven't done certain oh, point yeah. of view. Or we're gonna I, get that. I'm sure we will get that. <laughs> but one thing we That's don't it. know and has not been touched actually much in old EU either is what happens to Forlom past uh, Empire Strikes Back. So it amazes me still. Like he has to show up in season two of The Mandalorian, right? Like, how do you not do a Forlom and Zucka story? Like, you well, can. We did get a Lom series droid in yep. episode six. One of those, five. yeah. I, yeah. I can never remember which one it was, but he was the pilot that took over. Guys, when um, we think about these yeah. cool bounty hunter or assassin droids, I'm thinking like Ochi of Bestoon could have easily been a droid, and I may have been more intrigued with the plot of the film because I feel like droids function on so many levels right. that are different from the organic yeah. life that it's like you could do some interesting stuff with the uh, uh, you could do with the Operation Cinder, you know, and the um, and, oh yeah, uh, with droids, yeah. Let yeah, me read you, you, you to you. So he shows up in a Star Wars adventure uh, comic book, which I have to go back and reread. But let me inter- let me read you the first sentence of Forlom's biography, and maybe you can peg into why I love Forlom so much. A LOM series protocol draw manufactured by Industrial Aud- uh, Automaton. Forlom's programmer told him about a planet where droids rose up. So that's his origin story, is that his programmer told him about this, and he basically decided to rise up, leave protocol behind to become a thief and bounty hunter. Yeah, he's right. Like, I mean, and I wonder if that other was droids, Kessel. I'm going to be a bounty hunter. Yeah. Right. I mean, that could have been Kessel. Yeah, absolutely. So Can anyway, you describe so, Forlom for a second? I, in case sure, don't it's know what C-3PO like. with a bug's head on top. Yeah. It actually, he is, he changed <laughs> his, like, abdomen a little bit. A little bit, um, yeah. A little bit more, but it has. They a, make him look a little more, a little more primary, like primary power coupler. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has, um, he has. So it's all black and dusty, but like yeah. a six-piece carapace on his like yeah, chest, and then this a really more cool of a bug-like kind of plating to his. Yeah, it looks like a fly's head. Has like has these right. giant photoreceptors that have look like look like a bug eye, like a fly eyes. Yeah, you should go through like a metamorphosis to get wings or something, because that way he can be a butterfly or something like that. Yeah. Also, you 100% know that when they use it in, in that he's just going to sprout wings and fly <laughs> like a fly, which if that happens, I'll be so happy. By the way. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, because we know that like so this is also a common theme in droids is that they look like their creators. So, um, you know, the the uh, B series battle droids look like Geonosians a little bit and the droidicas look like their creators. Um and uh, even, I mean, well, we know the clones are actually a little bit modern, uh, patterned after Kamen Owens. Um, but yeah, so he was, I, I'm trying to find the race that created them, and I can't seem to identify it here. But I know that that was, that's why he has the insectoid head, is that like whatever, you know, species that it's created him. The, the uh, sentient made it image. Gand, the Gand, G-A-N-D. I did okay. some Googling. Um, and 
the gang. Keep talking, because I'm going to get somewhere interesting. So you guys yeah. keep talking. Yeah, I mean... What's his I, connection I, with, with Zuckus, though? I don't get that. Yeah, I didn't realize they were a team. Uh, I don't know if they are in old in new EU, but in old EU they were considered a team. And so I they my guess is when they do finally like start telling their story a little more, they've always been paired together for whatever reason. Um, there's also there's also a probably apocryphal reason he got his name for Lom. Has anyone heard this story before? No. So Kenner named a lot of these things when they got the rights to this. Like Forlom was right. not named Forlom. Like George Lucas didn't say Forlom. They just he went to the creature shop. They threw a bug head on top of C-3PO. They put it in there, and they're like, great. There was no name of it in the thing. It was just, it was just Bounty Hunter, right? And so when they started doing all the all the, um, all the toys, Kenner had to like bring in people to just name them. And so there's a lot of people just name around going, I don't know, Zuckus? I don't know, IG-88? And someone said, oh, God, I don't know, for the love of money. <laughs> so there's a, there's, I don't know if it's apocryphal or not, but the reason why Forlom is called Forlom is for F O L M or F O uh, for F for the love of money. Forlom. Money, 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 money. That makes sense given his. Uh, he's he's the cash rules bad. everything around me droid. Um, that's pretty great. I'm seeing here that um, uh, the droid Gotra used Forlom's story as proof that a droid's original programmed function did not determine his future. Industrial automa uh, automaton, however, tried to bury the droid story, fearing that the public might learn their protocol droids could potentially turn into lethal killers. And this is that's another um, common attribute that I, I learned from the beginning, where it's like speed, like uh, humanoid species, whatever, yeah. like biometric species, always kind of fear droids. There's a fear around yes. droids that was, you know. Uh, brought to a fever pitch around the, you know, the separatist rebellion, um, that there's going to be a droid uprising, though there were very few in, in history. But um, there's a constant sort of fear that there's going to be this droid uprising, which, again, parallels slavery. So I have some breaking news about about Gans and Forlams. So right. Gans were the species that created the Forlom protocol droids or the LOM protocol droids. Yeah. Um, and Zuckus is a Gand. Zuckus is a Gand. So, so they are supposed to uh, look similar to each other. So that also probably explains why they would be quote unquote partners, right? That like, right. yeah. Yeah. This says that, um, he frequently worked with Zuckus working with his partner for long. Yeah. Provide yeah. analysis and information to help Zuckus's mysterious ways. Yeah. Which is like, Zuckus is mysterious. That's our well, background for Zuckus. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Who knows? We'll see. But so, there's definitely stories to be told there. Forlom is secret best character in Star Wars. So agreed. Yes, I <laughs> always, always. It's the it's my it's, they're always my go to, and I, it's again, it's not. Sometimes it comes across as being like, oh, I'm just going to pick this super random background character. But part of me loves not super named, right? Not spell yeah, right. all the time. We had a lot of IG-88 stories. We had a lot of Boba Fett stories. A lot of Bosk. Uh, even a lot of Dengar. But these two other characters, I'm just like. What is their story? Like they're the weirdest looking things there, which is, and like, which is what kind of kills me about uh, the Mandalorian, and that like they were so boxed in whether they could use like, okay, I they couldn't use IG eighty eight, so they used IG eleven. I don't understand that. Just use IG eighty eight, but whatever. Um, like he was a major character, and they want him to have very specific personality types. So yeah, follow that. Um, but then you had this Lom droid as a pilot, and it yep. wasn't for Lom. Yep. Like, I mean, just use Forlom. Just add a little bit to his story, you know? Yeah, I I think way back when we talked about, we're getting these a lot of near examples of these characters. I'm wondering if episode 
season two might just be like now because we're getting Boba Fett, we know in some manner. Like right. now it might be all the real ones come by to be like, oh, no, no, no. Like IG-88 might walk in and everyone's like IG-11, right? Like, right. It's, be like it's oh, this guy's back. And then the deflation. Super, yeah. The super yeah. weird, uh, uh, you know, uh, super weird uh, Kiwi droid is here. And then it's IG-88 who's like, no, this is a badass that's suddenly here. And same thing yeah. about this like, weird triple zero or whatever. Not triple zero. Weird. Um, he had another zero name. Whatever the whatever the Forlom droid from uh, episode six was. Oh, it was, yeah. Like, it was like Z zero or something. Or something like, like zero. that. Yeah. Also, I, I love by, what you're proposing, though, Adam, because yeah, what you're saying like is a misdirect. Because- Right. And because they've broadened the scope of the galaxy in the first season by showing us all new yeah. characters, they've now earned in the second season to give yeah. us a legacy character yeah. of some like kind. Like Bounty Hunter, yep. a droid, R5, R5 you know, uh, Zuckus, uh, Forlom, any, any of these Bosk. I mean, I think we all really want to see Bosk. I have a feeling because it's Filoni, we might get to see Cad Bane, but I think Cad Bane was taken out, though, I think, right? I don't know. We had theories that it was Cad Bane who was the, who was the person time. with Spurs, but I think that's right. been. Turned out. Lightly confirmed that's Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. I mean, I think to answer my own question, I think ultimately he killed that um, Lom droid in uh, the Mandalorian killed that Lom droid. So it's like they don't want to kill poor Lom. You know, he's destined for bigger and brighter. Uh, so that's probably why there, but yeah, it would be great to start seeing but some I feel like actual name. You could drops. do one big legacy crossover though. I feel like that's what mm. I think you, you earned with Mandalorian. Season yeah. Two. I want to, I'm thinking they might do like three or four. They might do a lot of legacy characters, okay. in season, especially with what's being reported. Right. We have Boba Fett, Ahsoka Tano. I want a Magnificent Seven standoff, Mirror Universe Magnificent Seven standoff. So you have, you have, uh, the Mandalorian and Boba Fett, on opposite sides, you have IG eleven and IG eighty eight opposite sides. You have whatever <laughs> his name is from the other six and and Forlom on the other side. Like it's just they're never gonna do that. That's so fan fan. But I would just love this idea of like dark universe versions of each other, like standing up yeah. against each other. That is that would be pretty funny. All right, yep. so uh, question for you guys: I, It appears we're gonna get um, Boba Fett in Mandalorian season two, but uh, of the other. Uh, bounty hunters that we see in Empire Strikes Back, which is the one you'd want to see most in uh, Mandalorian season two? Uh, so Dengar, yeah. Bosk, Forlom, Zuckus, and IG88. Okay, controversial pick. Sure, or Adam. <laughs> I want Dengar. <laughs> and the reason I want Dengar <laughs> is because a, if they're gonna go with Simon Pegg, which they should, because he, he voices him in the um in the cartoons. I am a big Simon Pegg. I love Simon yeah, Pegg. I think too. he's so game to do it. I also think that the Mandalorian likes to has a really good sense of humor about it, right? IG Eleven's hilarious, and I feel like they're going to portray Dengar in exactly how I want Dengar portrayed, which is a bumbling idiot, like yeah. cocky idiot. Swaggering, and so that's why, I want, like, yes, moron, getting his toilet paper wraps like cut oh. on doors and. I, yeah. I want to be the the idiot that you hate, but he's so cocky. But and he's I feel a like survivor, they would, so he's gonna be good in a fight. He's the white shroot of the of the of the bounty hunters, and the I want him portrayed shrewd. like that. <laughs> what about you, Grant? I you're thinking I hard. Mean, right I'm now. thinking I they'll no, I'm thinking face. they will not use any of them. I'm almost certain they'll they'll not yeah. right. They're, they're gonna stop no at sense. Boba Fett, right? Like but, uh, got Boba yeah, Fett. So but I wanna partake. I wanna partake. Yeah. I, I gotta say Bosk. I mean, I yeah, I think Bosk has the I think they've talked about Trendoshans as having a long, long lifespan. So I think he could he could definitely be around in this time oh, yeah. still. 
And uh, yeah, I think he'll be going steady as a bounty hunter. And he just, I think he would come on the scene and really just hand it to the Mandalorian. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, really. though. Yeah. If he ran into Bosk, he, unless Bosk is like a, a decrepit, like I, old creature. Bosk is extremely interesting visually, right? Especially with his like biochemical weaponry and things like that. Like, that's yeah, so yeah. interesting. Like, I want right. to see something like melt the walls and, and Mando have to get away from that. Like, that's he, scary. Only yeah. thing I'll say is I was not a huge fan of the makeup they did on the Trandoshans in the first season of um, Mandalorian. It looked a little Star Wars-y, Star Trek-y to me. I didn't love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it could be just be that there's As a separate... in that wasn't like a full robotic prosthetic reptile. Yeah, it just looked like, make, it just looked like, like prosthetics, right? Yeah, you, um, you, almost, you need like um, CG animation over Yeah, I think, it would, I think Boss would be a CG character. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can argue but, that they're different versions of Trandoshans, again, right? Jurassic Park, they've, we've made, we, as you know, there's yeah. an industry, they've, they've made so many animatronic dinosaurs at this point. Why not just really you know, lean into the reptilian, you know, aesthetic of boss and, and, and create an animatronic head for the character. Mm -hmm. uh, I always call him Quill, but I know it's Quill. Uh, Quill is almost 100% animatronic, right? They did right. a little yeah. smoothing with the, with the CG. So maybe you do that. Maybe you can do a really good CG animatronic face mask with a little bit of CG smoothing on top of it. I'm sure they could figure it out. But yeah, I wasn't impressed with the look of the, yeah. the yeah, the uh, Trandoshans. For the rest of them, but I mean, I, maybe that was by design. They're just yeah. like well, these are incidental characters. They're cannon fodder. Yep. Um, and and not all Trandoshans look the same. That's and it, that might yeah. stand in contrast to what Bosk would look like, which would be like this bright yellow, a larger head, and like real yep. articulate mandibles and tongue. And maybe yeah. they do something about like there's alpha level Trandoshans and and others, right? Like so, there's like yeah. kind of the elite hunter class. You know, they might yeah. use maybe a class or caste system almost with them or something that'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, what about you? But you didn't, Ben, you didn't answer your own question. What, which, uh, what do you want to see? Uh, the answer is Forlom. Thanks. Forlom. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting Zuckus. Zuckus is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, well, you get I, both when you get thing. one. You can't do one without the other. I'll yeah. actually be more upset if they just do one without the other. If, if yeah. you're going to give them one, give us both. They, give us both. They, they come in together, they die together. That's yeah. <laughs> that's their story. Right. Honestly, uh, yeah, Zuckus is what I I. Uh, yeah, what I meant awesome. to say it should be great and actually they could use the original voice actor who we met at that panel um she she was there and yeah uh, that's right uh, she was great i can't think of her name but she was not awesome. voice actor but actor actor, actor. Yeah. she was in the yeah i wouldn't uh, mind seeing a gand like zuckus species in mandalorian as yeah. as kind of a, a character that gets a lot of screen yeah. time that might be yeah. interesting that'd be great uh, yeah, yeah, I want weird plus. aliens. I yeah, it's like Cronenberg-esque stuff, and yeah. I like it. It's very it's welcome. It's welcome yeah. to Star Wars. Very much the '80s fly, but you can yeah. totally put rebreathers and mouth and and masks in those masks. So we should just have it should just be all masks for the entire yeah. third series. So they just cut it so they can shoot it during COVID. I would love it. They, I mean, they've shown that they can get so much or elicit so much energy and emotion out of masks. Like, yeah. let's keep going. Let's let it yeah. ride. Love it. Suckus. 2021 right. <laughs> actually no it's coming out in october this is coming out in like six weeks or something it's and it they have confirmed every week there's a new think piece going it's coming on time guys like there's not delayed like there's they keep every week saying it's not delayed and in fact um i think they're gonna do a they they rumored that they're going to do a preview for it during the nba finals but I don't I don't know. I've not been paying attention to the NBA other than the news. So I don't know if that's next week or eight weeks from now. But uh, uh, the the playoffs start next week. I'm yeah. a diehard Celtics fan. The Celtics play on Monday against the Phil, uh, the 76ers. 
Right. So yeah, it's probably two or three weeks away. Yeah, which is good. So we'll probably have it a month out, which is amazing. Like we're really close to new Star Wars content because we've not been paying attention to everything else that's been everything else been going on has been distracting us. But we're gonna get like another eight episodes of Mandalorian relatively yeah. soon. I'm very excited. Wonder if Casual oh. Jason is a uh, 76ers fan. I bet he is. Ooh, all right. Uh oh. All right. Well, I have to talk to him about that offline. Um. Back to our right. list. Uh, yeah. Back to our uh, list. Uh, uh, so I'm doing my number one, one, right? We're doing I'm, our yeah. number one. Grant, I'm dying to hear your number one because your first two have been again chattering. There's a fifty. You have a fifty percent chance of getting it right because I've already said. Oh right. A couple times now, I've chosen. I've chosen one of the two. Is it, is it Droid Jesus? Did you pick Droid Jesus? I picked Droid Jesus. I picked <laughs> the one and only who you could debate to be the main hero of the saga film. the whole saga. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you did. R2-D2. Yeah. I love this pick. Uh, yeah. Love this droid. Honestly, I tear up. This droid has made me cry. This droid has yeah. done everything to me. He's adaptive. He's saved the heroes a million times. He he's snuck off into he's a... cataloging their <laughs> adventures for the yeah. wills, like according yeah. to George Lucas. Which yeah. is uh, he is essentially uh, the scribe or the prophet of, of these stories, and he's also just a super interesting droid. Especially when we talked about earlier about a certain point of view, and you get a little, you get some interesting people writing the dialogue for R two. In that book, you get uh, wonderful dialogue in some of the comics. There was actually early Marvel comics, the droids comics. I think where you, I think oh no, R two does speak binary in there. Never mind. Uh, there's a few things where you get to hear R two speak or just get translated to basic, and it's well, really interesting. Snarky, he's profane, he's He's uh, uh, he's tactical, you know. Yeah. He's he's on his feet. I think he's thinking faster and uh, than everyone and else. And those so. and those old comics, you get a lot of people saying back to him what he said. Like, right. I can't believe right. you just said blah 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 blah. Right. So yeah, you yeah. do get a lot of his because he talk, he he does get he does right. speak a lot in those comics. So you yeah. get a lot of tort with 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 R two D two, and that's how you kind of get uh, insight yeah. into his personality. Which I, I he's a great great droid. I know a lot of people. I know he wasn't liked in the beginning when Star Wars first came out because he just looked like this. Super weird trash can what? design. That a lot I of people love didn't. the design. No, no, no. no. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not talking about us. I'm just talking. No, about no. I but like the original. Yeah, no, there was no appeal really for that that droid right away, and then uh, I think it grew on people as people saw the films and saw some, yeah. the droid's importance, especially to the main character, and then Luke having that sentimental connection with R2, and then uh, Luke choosing not to wipe his memories. It, that's, yeah. it's, it's a really, it's a really cool relationship. And yeah, uh, he's our one through line through the yeah. entire Skywalker saga. Yeah. yeah. Besides that, um, he's got, he's got this very authentic human side. I mean, we know, so apparently Anakin Skywalker tinkered with him quite a bit, af even after his heroic maneuvers, um, on that Nubian class starship that saved our heroes lives. <laughs> um, so and they don't really go into that very much, but we do know that he has a fantastic personality. And so it, somehow it's been enhanced or liberated or um, whatever. But it's so he's he's already got these great personality traits and he's heroic, but he also is like very human in like a grungy, awesome way. Yeah. He, like the fact that he curses, he's just like like he just. He just yells like he doesn't have control over his motions. He's just like sort of like yeah. yells and, and curses at at C three PO, just being like, "Oh, you're the bane of my existence." Interesting my because he also he's, he's emotive too, right? Like when he's sad, it's just this whirring kind yep. of beeping. Yeah, it's yeah. the yeah. sad, the sad noise, uh, and he really has a wonderful sad emote. Where mm -hmm. C three PO is has a great you know fear fear terrified kind of right. dread dread yeah. emote where they, they're kind of fear and they're fear and sadness those two it's really yeah. 
interesting. And they're very human when we talk about how consciousness and sentience, I feel like they are probably the most human droids. They're, I mean, they're very similar to the peasants we meet in Hidden Fortress. They're like right. yeah, almost one yep. for one the same Absolutely. in terms of being those, uh, uh, not being mistreated and also just trying to to find their place in this adventure. Right, and just being pulled along right. in this thing, right? And, but and I but just, R2 is very heroic. Like he, at his oh, core, yeah. like he's, I mean, he's disappointed in C-3PO in episode four. Oh, right. <laughs> no, not mad. <laughs> He's just yeah. like, come on, we've got to do this. You know what's right here at this yeah. point. We should just right. do this. And, yeah. you know, he I don't know. He's yeah, he's fantastic. And again, I, I sort of said it uh, over what you were saying, Grant. So I apologize that. But there is a scene where he goes and sneaks a cigarette on a um, like on that Corvette um, and and C-3PO like catches him doing it and like <laughs> calls him out for it. But like, I think that's kind of great. Yeah. Did you guys yeah. did you ever see this uh, PSA back in the 80s? I had not thought about this thing in I don't know how long. It's canon. And, it's and, canon. And the second you mentioned that, it's this like weird revelation of like, oh my God. I'm sneaking death sticks. Every weekday afternoon. That's right. Yeah, that's why I don't smoke now. It's because of that. No. Yeah, that's why I did smoke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I he is such a great character. He is, he you know, created this idea of emote in Star Wars of droids and and animals being able to emote without words, right? That have been uh, emulated since then. Uh, one of my favorite things, slash least favorite things, is that in the episode four, uh, the people who were creating the droid could the droid Smiths, the onset droid Smiths, could not get him to stop pulling to the left. So oh, anytime you watch a long shot of R two. He'll slowly drift to the left and they cut quite a bit because he would just keep going and they couldn't fix it in the stands. <laughs> so sorry, I may have just ruined Star Wars for you. But every time you watch him going down, you'll notice he starts kind of slowly pulling to the left and they cut scenes like George had to literally cut around it because they could not fix it. It's like it's basically their version of the shark from Jaws is they could right. not get R2 to work properly. Right. And now there's like 20 of them. I mean, we yeah. ran into uh, the 501st and they have a couple oh, right. versions of R2, yeah. like real life size working R2s, which are, are super cool to Incredible. see. Yeah. Yeah. It really it's magical when you see them in person, uh, Astromex especially. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally love the design. I feel like Me too. it's timeless. It's iconic. The the, yeah, the three the three little treads is really a cool design to me. I Actually, love also the, really I like, like the uh, Metro Republic Astromex. I look back at those. Oh, yeah. the other day. Yeah. I love that design. I think it's a great little design. Yeah, I love uh, I love the color combination. I mean, obviously they, they worked a lot in silhouette on making distinct silhouettes for all the characters in Star Wars. Um, and R two is the first, but there's obviously plenty of other Astromex that are out there. But um, shout his out to R four. It's great. Yep. Yep. R four, R five, R seven. Yeah, I did some research. Did you do you know who R seven is? We should a, let's do let's do, we'll do a quick round of trivia right after this. Okay, well, who okay. is it? Who is it? Uh, uh Astro, uh, who actually okay. survived. So we might get some R seven in Mandalorian, which would be awesome. Mm. Ooh, that's cool. Um, yeah. All right. So my number one. Um, yeah, I, this is the one I didn't think any of you would pick, but um, I, I picked Mr. Bones. Nice. Good pick. Uh, Good pick. Pick. I love Mr. Bones. <laughs> oh. I haven't thought about Mr. Bones in forever, but yeah. Ah, dude, I love Mr. Bones. So he's only in Aftermath. He's a uh, Temin Snap Wexley's uh, essentially mother father figure, like right yeah. after um, 
his I think actually it's right after his dad dies, he creates Mr. Bones and he, you know, he finds a B1 battle droid. There's some rumors in there that like he found a like a different AI for him that may or may not have been General Grievous Grievous's. Yeah. Sort of funny. So he is also a killer, but um, he's a caretaker and a, a guardian um, and he, his his language is not great but um he's like hello i am enjoying this hug too hug 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 a hug is like violence made of love yeah that's a <laughs> mr bones quote um he looks awesome someone did some diagrams of him recently mm-hmm. um really like high-tech diagrams so you can actually see how oh, awesome. he has like bones um strapped to him but uh he you know i, I love the triple zeros and you know the the dark droids but um, he's like that, and also your lawyer companion at the same yeah. time. Yeah, I, and, and I think he's your 20... own personal loving killing machine. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm really sad that he didn't make it out of aftermath, but um, yeah, but uh, he's probably more interesting than Snap Wexley was. <laughs> rather, I mean, but Snap uh, Wexley's Wexley, uh, backstory is fascinating, and it's just one of those things where I'm like. <laughs> way to kill that character off spoiler alert in episode nine where like 90 percent of the audience is like oh yeah the guy from alias just died and i'm like no mr bones's creator just died and right. and, and wedges and wedges adopted child adopted dead. child yeah yeah and it was like adam why do you care about this random background dude dying like but it's a no yeah well he had a he had a long run man he had a great yeah. run and they had to kill off some people i mean i would have traded him for nine nub if that was a thing but we exactly. lost nine nub too um yeah uh but yeah, no mr bones because we read that book right before we went into the film too that's right Temin yeah. was featured prominently but uh so i know mr bones he was uh uh in the books uh he was found in like the ruins underneath akiva uh, on akiva from yeah. like a war did we see that war in clone wars or anything like that I don't know. Ooh. I wonder if there's synergy there. Probably. Yeah. I'll have to look. Oh, have to I'm look guessing. And after last week, I'm never sure Bones might go back further than we think. In oh, in yeah. his history, they don't mention. They just say Temin uh, like, bought him on Akiva. Okay. Uh, I thought he called them together. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was a battle. Obviously, there's a battle there. But um, he seems to be a pretty nondescript B1. Um, right. That that he was pulled together, but um, he had it. I mean, if you haven't read Aftermath, there's a little bit of a learning curve in the first book to sort of like get um, the writing style there. Yeah, it's, it's uh, challenging. But it's, you, but once you get over it, you start being like, oh, they're developing a whole a new ensemble cast that's very interesting and compelling. And and um, and one of those people is uh, you know, Mr. Bones. He's yeah. just he's just kind of great. So. Again, I sort of like these loyal companion um, droids uh, a lot. It, they just sort of warm the heart. And he's, a, you know, he's a he's metal. You know, Mr. Bones is mm-hmm. totally metal, but he's your best friend. And that's the kind of droid you want by your side, I think. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I, and just B1 battle droids in general are incredible. Incredible design. Yes. Yes. Uh, really just iconic from the prequels. And, and since we're, they're not on our list, but I, Mr. Bones is on your list. Uh, I right. mean, we just have to mention that the B1 design is pretty cool. Super and, cool. Uh, yeah. Stands, it stands the test of time. Honestly, I really cool. do look back at the prequels and I look at the droid design. And I think 
This is actually just a beautiful yeah. rendered, beautifully oh. rendered uh, uh, machine, and I feel yeah. like Doug Chang just did a killer job of designing all the technology and the, the trade 100%. federation. Yeah, yeah. You brought something up that I, I wanted to mention also, which was yeah, the B ones. They've the first time I saw a B one speak like on the big screen, I was like, "What are they doing?" And Me I've too. mentioned this in other pods, but I was just like, "Whoa!" Like this is okay. It almost sort of like immersion broke me a little bit, but I yep. didn't really realize what he's going for. I was like, okay, comedic, whatever. But like now hearing a B1 uh, fills my heart with joy or seeing them in yep. new media. I just, I don't know. They just, they have survived the test of time and I do love them. Um, and this B, I mean, this B1 is just ec- extra quirky and, and yeah. has, you know, extra parts to it, which is um, great. But yeah. Uh, yeah, the B1s are, are, are yeah. awesome design. To the point where we actually see one in the background in episode nine, right in the in the in the in the droid uh, shop, right in the background, we actually see a oh, B9 right. hanging, yeah. which is like a little nod because, as we know, the the sequel trilogy has been you know hesitant to engage with the prequel stuff, apart from a couple nods here or there. But like certain Stupid. things got brought in that are that are stand the test are of times. Like to me, B nines are are part of the star Wars DNA, even though I like you, Ben really bumped up against them when I first watched those. And now I can't, I think about them all the time. And every time it's right. Every time I see them pop up on something, they warm my heart. Like I can't wait to see them. I hope they show up on the in Mandalorian. I love that. We got the B twos in the Mandalorian, which is fun, but I'm hoping we get some B ones kind of yeah, like in B1s. a flashback. Yeah. And they, they've brought them back tastefully in other yes. series. They made it to resistance, which is cool. Um, I will say also, if you've never gone to see like a, um, they they had for a long time a Star Wars traveling exhibit to museums. Mm-hmm. If we ever get to go to museums again, huh. um, but uh, or costume things. But if you see a B one in real life, they're like Grant's height. They're like yeah, yeah. over they six are. feet. Yeah, they and they are terrifying. Intimidating. Yeah, <laughs> like they look like oh yeah, they're just lightsaber fodder in the movies, but like they're terrifying in real life. Yep, agreed. Yeah. You totally understand Din Djarin's bias after, yeah, the, yeah. after yeah, yeah, season yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, you're already frightened of, um, of you know, robot uprisings and then, you know, or droid right. uprisings, and you see that. Um, incidentally, um, this uh, this is a weird size story, but I want to share it with you. <laughs> there, there was a, a tweet that made its rounds on Reddit, and um, the tweet was a... Uh, a droid auto repair uh, or a, a robot um auto repair um machine killed a worker at a, a vw plant in germany um but the the woman that like tweeted it her name was sarah connor <laughs> and then she was like wait i just realized how this would be taking out of context because of my name <laughs> no this really happens so not a joke. yeah this actually actually yeah that's amazing so i mean not to take away from that person's death but that's uh, horrible but that's come on terrible. i mean it, it sucks i would hate to go that way but if like if i had to go Sarah and Connor, that little yeah. tiny thing got connected to it you know there's some comfort in that right like yeah. <laughs> your death has had more of an impact than it probably would have if sarah connor didn't tweet about it yeah sarah uh, connor would not like this podcast right now yeah no it's true. <laughs> so, droid talk talking about sentient yeah. droids um, yeah they're the best hey killer droids they're our faves <laughs> Well, it makes you feel better. We're going to end with a whimper, not with a bang, with my number one. I don't know how this lined up this way, but... Um, <laughs> hey, if it's your favorite, it's your favorite. It is my we'll favorite, start. and it is... And actually, on Wikipedia, it is somewhat unclear. There's a lot of... Uh, is this? There's a lot of, like, things about accuracy about this, but it's uh, either... I either love 
the G the GNK Power Droid or the EG6 Power Droid. There's a lot of debate about which one is the correct canon droid. For the Gonk Droid? Yes, about what they're oh, what, yeah, what shows makes... they and they slightly look different and they're in different movies. But I just call them all by Gonk, the Gonk Droids. Right. Um, wow. Gronk Droids named because they make the sound Gonk, right? Gonk, yeah. Gonk. Um, this this droid, I think. You know, I talk about my experiences with Star Wars and certain things. I think during like our John Williams episode a couple of years ago, I talked about the Jawa song, right? That I love that song kind of it brought me into that world for the first time. The gonk droids brought me into the droid, the Star Wars droid world in a way that other droids didn't for some reason. And I think it's just because hearing that sound as they walk by and they're just on these little legs they're basically right now, they're something that would not exist in modern era because they're just walking batteries, but they're giant, right? Like these giant right. walking batteries. They just capture my imagination. I love them. If I ever cosplay as anything, it'll be as a gonk droid. Um, <laughs> my, my favorite scene in Solo, there's like a mini gonk droid stomping on a console during the droid oh, revolution. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. Yeah. For whatever reason, I don't have a good reason. I was sitting next to you, I think. I know. I think yes. I was literally clapping when it happened. Um, I don't have a good reason other than it captured my imagination as a kid. So it's still, every time it sees it, it elicits that Star Wars feeling in a way that other things don't anymore. There, there's not a ton in Wikipedia about it. They're just what they are. They're just giant walking batteries. But I think their design's super interesting. They're literally just a trash bag that they put a little person, or trash uh, bin that they put a little person on in. But they did amazing sound design for it. It's all about Ben Burt. I got nothing more, but I love the Gonk Droids. Amazing. Yeah, Ben Burt again, uh, the sound design yeah. for the original Star Wars and uh, the Gonk Droids. Yeah, and R two D two as well. I mean, we were talking about how great the you know binary voice of R two was. I mean, Ben Burt needs a huge shout out, obviously. Uh, I will say they are a steal at 100 credits new or 60 credits used, according to Wikipedia. Oh. And I'm like, we could cobble together. I could cobble together 100 credits pretty easily and buy myself a Gonk Droid. Yeah, I want a gonk droid. All right, you yep. guys want to do a lightning round of trivia? <laughs> okay. Sure. Sure, why not? We actually covered a lot of the, we covered a lot of the ground that I hope to cover. Yeah, I think I hit all the other uh, ancillary droids I, I wanted to talk I, about. But, I mean, yeah. I definitely wanted to talk about R2. Yeah. I didn't know anyone was going to pick them, but I, I mean, how can you not love R2? He's Yeah. Yeah. He's the droid. Like he's I, awesome. You know, shout out to C-3PO. He may be not my favorite droid or, or whatever, but he is an essential character. And I do love, like, when they use him right, I really enjoy them using him. Uh, other times, less so. But I think it's 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 the iconic, right? That character is super iconic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what do you got? What, what other, yeah. what, what just missed your list? Uh, I mean, I wanted to pick EB-99 just because that droid is one of, yep. probably one of the most magical and kind of memorable droids in my Star Wars watching experience. I remember first being introduced to that droid and just being taken with it. I, I thought it was haunting at first, and <laughs> I, I, it was kind of a, a moment that I always found found to be terrifying. Yeah. But then, uh, I but thought now, you were pick him, actually. But yeah. now I really love the character. I think it really uh, it makes you feel like the galaxy's lived in again. It feels like this droid and the droids are like in a supervisor position. So it's kind of it, it's this really interesting, like emphasis of the stark reality that is the, the underbelly of Jabba's palace in the underworld, right. the criminal mm-hmm. underworld and how droids function in the underworld. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. I need more underworld droids immediately it's right. also something fascinating about a droid that tortures other droids 
right. right? Well, that's that's 88. That's 88. the guy actually operating the sensor. Right. That's the guy operating the... Uh, the that's no, the one actually pulling the lever, but this the is the one taking lever, yeah. joy at, like, letting <laughs> them know, like, if you don't behave, we're going to put you... You're right. As this, It's just like, yeah. wow, like, way to keep your own, like, people down, buddy. So, he, yeah, 99 almost made my list, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, it's got in my top 10 droids, for yeah. sure. Probably ends up as a, and four, ends up as a bartender. Four. Right? Yeah, Chalman's yeah, Cantina. Chalman's Cantina. Yeah, yeah, can't confirm that is the same yeah, droid. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. What a fall. Supervisory position to, <laughs> you know, bar, daytime bartender at yeah. the Mos Eisley Cantina. The yeah. boss got choked out. He just had to find work somewhere. Yeah. We I mean, all, hey, we've all been there. No shame yeah. in that. No, yeah, no shame. Uh, Chopper definitely. Yep deserves it i mean a lot of people love chopper i love chopper after my second watch through again it's hard not to adore chopper he just sure. like his very very simple needs and wants you yep. know like he's like can i just be a whole like there was a uh whole narrative around him trying to get a matching leg unit you know <laughs> because he's like can i just have this leg can i just have this one thing i do a lot for you guys like all i want is to have like matching parts and yeah. he ends up sacrificing it for um his friend who i think is actually might be a lom unit but i, oh, I don't know i yeah. don't know if they are or not those um, imperial droids um that yeah. uh, that sort of are their imperial uh protocol droids um that that ends up joining their group but um yeah choppers choppers yeah. a boss we could talk about bucket but as we all know bucket is just chopper in disguise so we can move I on think he's different he is I, he's he different is. he might he be the different. same model because he's old as heck yeah. but um yeah but it does not line up well but this is i'm still dying on this right. cross dying on this hill just like that bar the what it's what's her name is actually mara jade in uh in the star wars comic right now <laughs> yeah i choose you look to our last episode we apologize oh, I know. we have to uh, do a redaction we got a lot of that wrong oh and yeah, yeah of course we're doing this in like two hours into our episode but like yeah so that character was created let's by just Charles. Let's not acknowledge Soul. that we're wrong and just yeah. Let's just Still could be Mara Jade. Just saying. Okay. We. Well, yeah, I mean, yet to be seen, right? She might become Mara Jade. Yeah, that's true. Wrong. We gotta accept. Anyway. But on on the uh, the uh, animation, yeah, uh, the animated film, the animated shows, uh, uh, CB twenty three. We talked about BB eight. Yeah. We talked about BB ninety. Yeah, CB twenty three is great. I like CB twenty three quite a bit. Yeah, they did something different with the with the CB or with the BB eight. Yeah. Counterpart BB eight. Really yep. Cool Game own personality. Uh, yeah, very good. And triple zero and BT. Yeah, why didn't did not make Adam? Adam, Adam, what, what happened? I again, I tend to like character droids that don't have a ton of screen time, that don't have a ton of backstory, because my imagination goes. And I love love triple zero, um, but I know a lot, right? So I'm like, yeah, it's great. I also. I, here's the thing about that character. I love that character the way that character is used. I don't see a lot of. I, I don't know. I, you got to use that character sparingly, right? Like I think I think it can go real wrong if you use too much screen time with that character. So I don't know. I mean, he's a terrible villain. Like he's a yes. like yeah. a horrible being. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean both both triple zero and uh, be. Uh, maybe that's why I didn't pick it. Like I didn't like want to pick a character. I love yeah, to just like you know i mean like it's just people just <laughs> yeah yeah. Like before. yeah i also Diab find he's diabolical i think i also find protocol droids that speak somewhat annoying even even triple zero so at okay. least Forlom, we haven't heard Forlom talk at all so i don't i can kind of like move past that i assume Forlom talks in like insectoid voice right like there's no way that thing talks in basic 
Oh, I have to hear him talk now. Yeah, yeah that would be great, actually, if he didn't speak basic, but like was a, you know, biological, like well, didn't speak in binary. All I expect is Forlom and Zuckus to turn to each other and talk in high-pitched insectoid voices and then turn to others and translate very, like one of them just speaks very briefly in basic. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I, they, I mean, but, but BT uh, and, and Triple Zero are amazing, great characters. They take out Vader. I mean, in one of the yeah. issues, yeah. <laughs> Afro uses both of them. The yeah. extent of all their armaments and abilities to take out Vader really quickly and, and, and with a few other tools. But they, yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool droids. Um, shout out to the 2-1-B medical droid. Like, I yeah. loved yeah. this droid when I, was, when I first loved the trilogy. Yep. I was like, neat design. beautiful design, yeah. He's got a microphone head, but it's amazing. Really cool scene course when he's repairing Luke's hand yeah. yeah pretty close to the ev series there but yeah actually another droid in that room uh i think if huh. you got the action figure set or something like that you got us another droid with that set and i don't know the name it's uh so many droids there's so many like the other um it's the fx7 F- oh okay, that's right so i mean something else in that room i know that i mean if you watch a new hope one of my favorite things is like there's a second where there's another uh 3po unit walking along with them right. and then just takes a left and i'm like yeah yeah I like, oh, how much would you want to watch that? That's a that different story. story. Yeah, a different story. Yeah. Just go down that corridor. Where'd that droid go to, right? Yeah. The FX-7s were in um, the original uh, Battlefront, um, and they were medical droids. As you could sort, If you hovered around them, they would heal you. Yeah. Uh, and that was pretty cool. But uh, they're a great design, too, along the lines of the uh, probe droids. Um, IT-0 uh, from the Alphabet Squadron series. Oh. Yeah, oh, the yeah, torture yeah. droid that becomes a therapy droid. Yeah, I, I love mean, that droid. Oh, wow. I can't believe that. That's probably in my top. That droid is probably in my top 10. I really love how free it ball, ball droid, as we used to call them as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one that almost made my list were the like reconnaissance droids that Darth Maul uses in Phantom Menace. Yeah. I mean, what about probe droids, too? The probe, right? Yeah, the big ones. The, the, you're talking about the little ball ones, right? The, the little, little like, ball ones. Yeah. 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 Um, I like those a lot. Uh, oh, uh, buzz droids in the beginning of Revenge of the Buzz Street. droids, little yeah. ones. Those are Those kind of big... traditional sci-fi, or not traditional sci-fi, but contemporary yeah. modern. Sci-fi. And they, they were used uh, cleverly in um, the first uh, Thrawn book. Right, right. It's actually quite frightening. Reminds me yeah. of the Matrix. Terrifying. Um, a Langolier style droid. There's, a, there's a, I mean, there's a <laughs> lot more. I feel like we. Um, listed yet so many yeah um droidicas the design just the yeah. idea of a droid yeah uh, yeah kind of interesting Grie- I, and do we do we are we're bringing hybrids into the mix and talking about grievous no i, no, I, think, that's own, I think hybrids are their own category hybrids are their own thing, yeah. i mean that, we might want to do like I a thought sub- about grievous, but... yeah we might have to do a sub subsection on cyborgs i don't know if they're exactly like there Star are enough Wars. to do that but there are I wouldn't necessarily call it a pillar. Like, I don't think you have to have a cyborg in it, but I, there's so many of them. I don't know. Maybe you do. I mean, you have Darth Vader in four out of the eight movies right. or nine it's movies. Just, I it's thought we did such a great has a fake arm. Like we might want to talk about that melding of man and machine in another uh, segment. Another shout out to a droid. I absolutely love that's that's been newly revealed or newly um, uh, created is Zed six, seven, the Vader's forensics droid. I was going to say this Vader one, too. I actually yeah. couldn't remember his designation, but I really like this droid. Sure. Because um, he's very funny, and it's just like, of all the like companions to Vader, like comic relief to Vader, I, I think he might be my favorite. Yeah. 
It's good stuff. Uh, you guys want to fire into some trivia? As we end the sure. here. All right. BX778. Where is this droid? Where do we meet this droid? BX7. We'll just go by designation. Uh, BX778. Let me just right, think about it real quick. It. Let me think about it real too. Let's see. What was uh, it going to BX7? BX778. Yeah, gosh. I mean, this really. I think maybe. Maybe we saw no, this is why taking longer than I expected. A culinary septic droid. <laughs> oh, the culinary okay. droid. It's the kitchen droid. That's in, uh, right. Uh, last, oh, uh, uh, last shot. Last I shot. Think, that's where, right. Uh, like, yeah, uh, it yeah, attacks yeah. Ben Solo. Oh, this one. Yes, you know. Yeah. What? I was thinking about this one. This is a great one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a wow. It's yeah, a deep also, cut, but it's it's pivotal to the story. Or like at least you is, know. It's another so. deep cut that maybe Grant's about to go for, but this reminds me. I don't know the uh, I don't know the name of it, but do you remember the pancake droid in episode uh, two? There's the pancake flipping droid in episode two. Oh, it's when right. it's when oh, in um yeah in the diner Dex's diner. No, it's actually on the ship. It's when Padme and Anakin are undercover going back to uh, on the on the like cruise liner ship, and they're in they're in line for food, and R 2s there. There's a droid just flipping pancakes. That's amazing. <laughs> I need That's another a deep cut. I should yeah. have that designation up. Uh, one more designation for you guys. A G G A ninety seven. G A ninety seven. Where did we meet this droid? I have no idea. I'm googling, uh, but nothing. I have no idea. Yeah, if any of us got that, he's the he's the uh, resistance oh. intelligence droid. In. Oh, yeah. I nice. actually really like the. Res- I you know I forgot about him, and I and I might have if I was really stretching, I might have like selected him for my random sequel trilogy droid because i like the design it's a like low, it's budget like, low budget look low budget it's, like, it's, it's like it's it's the moment in that series where they're like look we promised you we're gonna do puppets previously you might have been debating whether certain things are puppets or cgi but this you have to know is a puppet. <laughs> this no is a CGI. puppet yeah. yeah, and even the like sound design was so lo-fi it was like yeah, it was. Yeah, it's great because it is just have like its mouth is literally just that micro like the harmonica mic harmonica microphone. Do you know who he's talking to on the other end? Yeah, uh, C three PO baby. C3PO. Yeah. Yep. The droid. Uh, yeah. No, he's talking to because he has a droid. He was network. one of the spies for C three PO. He had yeah. a droid spy network, which was they grossly was a, un. They said C three PO. They classified him as a spy master, I think, in one mm-hmm. of the films yes. or one of the visual yeah. dictionaries. That's stretch, but that is true. Yeah. That is technically the, the, yeah. the droid spy network was grossly under yeah. investigated. You know, like that's that's what I wanted. I was figured with the spy network, that's like we were going to get Lando with a droid army. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Missed opportunity. Would have loved it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Final one because things are best done in threes. R A seven. R A seven. What? What oh, is that, that one? Does sound familiar? R A. Well, I did say. I tried R7... to pick seven really obscure ones that you guys wouldn't know immediately. So. Yeah. R- yeah. R-A-7. Definitely. R A seven. Um. I don't know. This is what I, I thought. It's um, the Imperial is... Protocol Droid. The Imperial Protocol. Oh. So oh. This one. This is the no, one that was in insectoid um... looking. Yeah. Kind of so those aren't LOM droids. This is the RE7 is what was teaming up with um with Chopper and in Rebels towards yeah, the end. Good to make that distinct that distinct uh shin, right? Because uh, you know, for LOM and that Imperial Protocol droid look very similar. I can see yeah. people who are new to Star Wars being like, Oh, are they the same droid? You know what I mean? They're they're yeah. really not that different. But um 
cool design. I always liked the Imperial yeah. purple droid design. Uh, right. I think it pops up a couple times in, I want to say the video games. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On order uh, somewhere. I saw, I saw it somewhere recently. Definitely yeah. in Battlefront. I see it on the map. The storage. Yeah. They're, um, yeah, they're very. Do you see them as early as a new hope? Uh, do you see them as early, as early in the sand crawler? When, um, I believe so. I believe they do. Pop, I do. Yeah. See I think, quite yeah. Is there, is, uh, there was like a broken one. Oh no, that's the, um, broken. that's the other, that's the Macquarie droid is bro. The white Macquarie droid is seen broken in, um, in the hold of the sand crawler. Right. Um, yeah. 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 Also, I think technically this is the this is the this is the droid that is um, that we see in in Mandalorian. Don't say it. Oh, I almost picked that droid in my top ten because that scene is incredible. Uh, the scene in Episode Five where yeah, that droid pilot. It's an imperial. It's an imperial protocol droid. Yeah, I believe so because it says on 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 this that he does it does show up in the Mandalorian Episode Seven, The Reckoning. Oh, yeah, seven. That's what it is. Wait, so... so it, yeah, so it's the second to last episode. I don't know where it shows up, but apparently it's in there somewhere. I'll have to go back and rewatch. It's the penultimate episode of the season right. when they're on... When they're back on... Uh, what's it called? Whatever the name is. It's on episode is. six, The Prisoner. It's not Navarro? that... Navarro? The... Yeah, Navarro. That's just Wikipedia. Don't... You know, Wikipedia is known to be wrong. It's not the Richard Aoata, uh Q9O. That no, out. that is. I think. I think that one is the Forlom or LOM model. That is it. Ben was talking about. I yeah, because I feel like that driver was more LOM model. I'm trying. To, I don't even remember episode seven. How sad is that? Well, it's because it's the one right before, right? Oh, so it's the one where they oh, where it's the reemergence of IG Eleven comes back, right? They meet up with Quill again. It's the introduction of Moff uh, Gideon. Like so, it's them coming back. Yeah. Oh yeah, you see right. it in the cantina. I think when they take cover. I think you. Oh, 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 is it the? Dr- like oh, it is. It's the, the bartender. It's the yeah, bartender. bartender. That's oh, okay. Is. Yeah. Good right. job, team. Um, I don't think it's a Lom droid, guys. That droid, uh, in Mandalorian episode six, the prisoner is a protocol droid. But I don't well, think. Well, Lom is a protocol droid. Yeah, originally they are. Originally, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Looks different. He looks a little different. He does look different, but I think it's similar to how like Trendoshans look different, if that makes sense. Like Yeah, but it's yeah, it's a pretty fine line between the um the RA sevens and the, the LOMs. Yeah. They're very similar. But yeah. uh yeah, I thought he had more I, said. I covered a lot of what I I was hoping we would talk about. I don't know if you guys have any. Yeah, I think I did too. This was like a two hour segment. We probably covered it. <laughs> nice. I think we hit yeah, I can't say anything more. <laughs> Um, if you've listened this far, thank you. Um, I hope you love droids as much as we do. Um, this is a fantastic pillar. I'm glad we got to do this deep dive and uh, investigate all these droids. Um, if you there's any that we missed, please hit us up on our um, our feed that is the uh, Discord um, or on Twitter or Instagram um, and let us know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Um, let us know um, what you're thinking about and what we missed. Because I know your top three favorite droids. I mean, yeah, I mean, go into it. If you want to get into your droids, by all means, tell us and we'll uh, we'll give you feedback and we'll comment and we'll bring into the discussion next week. Yeah. yeah. And, and speaking of next week, I think we're going to have a reading Rathtar segment where we cover yes. Poe Dameron Freefall <laughs> by <laughs> Alex <laughs> Segura. <laughs> 
yeah. And we'll probably have a couple comics to talk about too. I think we got a Darth Vader, and I'm not sure what's coming out next week. But we'll have it'll be a nice little reading filled segments of yeah segments <laughs> segments. <laughs> I'm awesome. shutting down, guys. My programming is shutting down. Meow meow meow. Um, all right. Well, thanks very much again. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week with some reading Rathdar. Uh, crack that book. Get into um, that situation. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you then. Yeah. yeah. Uh oh. Maybe text from, from her name's Sarah Connor, guys. <laughs> this is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you, always.